Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of the Movie Marathoners podcast. I'm your co-host, Monty. And I'm Ian. And today we have our very first guest to the podcast. So why don't you introduce yourself, Diego? Hey everyone, I'm Diego. Great. <laughs> so you haven't ran a marathon before, right? But you do plan to do one in the future. Definitely. Okay, great. So we'll, we'll let you stay. So welcome to the Movie Marathoners. We're excited that you're joining us today because in preparation for Avengers Endgame next week, we are going to be talking about the first three Avengers films. So that's Marvel's The Avengers from 2012, Avengers Age of Ultron from 2015, and Avengers Infinity War 2018. We'll also be discussing the MCU as a whole, and unlike most weeks, we'll be discussing spoilers from the get-go. So that's your spoiler warning for all 21 of the films in the MCU, from Iron Man to Captain Marvel, as well as any of the affiliated Marvel TV shows that we may or may not discuss. Okay, so let's get started. Yes. Diego, since you are our guest, I'll refer to you first. Why do you like Marvel? What is it about this franchise that's important to you? And why don't you just give us a little background about your relationship with it? Well, I was introduced to comics and pretty much everything nerdy as a kid from my brother. So he showed me everything from the comics to video games to movies. So when I was younger, I really just watched the MCU as fun superhero movies because my brother showed them to me. I think around Age of Ultron is when I started to get into it and I went back and watched everything and really started to care about the whole connected universe and everything that was happening. Cool. So uh, what? how old were you when Age of Ultron came out? I was a freshman in high school, so okay. 14, 15. Awesome. How about you, Ian? I Not age six, of Ultron, I was 16. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but what's your experience with Marvel? Yeah, so uh, like Diego, I was introduced to comics and all that nerdy stuff. Uh, not by my brother because I, was, I wasn't given a you brother. You have a brother. I, I have a dumb sister. Uh, I, I was introduced. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, that is like 50% of our <laughs> listeners right there. They're just insulted. Uh, yeah, sorry, Sarah. I was introduced to uh, all the nerdy things by my Uncle Bryce. And he was a huge Captain America fan. So Captain America was one of the first comics I read. And I was super excited when they announced that the Captain America movie was going to be coming out. Yeah. So why Marvel? What, what, why Marvel? what makes Marvel so much better than DC, either of you guys, or, or any other comic company? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I like, I like it better than DC. There are a lot of things I like more in DC. Right, so I, I guess what I but, mean is uh, what separates Marvel from... Yeah, what what separates Marvel for me is what separated Marvel, I guess, when they started with Fantastic Four and Spider-Man in the comics. What what set them apart back then was they were very focused on characters and the people behind the the superheroes, not just the superheroes themselves. You know, Peter Parker's school life, Tony Stark's life as a billionaire, that kind of thing. And I like learning about the people behind uh, the masks, you know. Yeah. What about you, Diego? For me, honestly, it's just a loyalty thing. My brother introduced <laughs> me to Marvel, <laughs> and so I've always been into Marvel. As I've gotten older, I've begun to look into DC, and I do like it, but I'll always be Marvel deep down. Nice. So, did you start with the comics, or did you start with the movies? I actually started with video games. My introduction to like Marvel was um, X Men Legends. I don't know if you ever oh. played that game. No, no. And that's how I got into Ultimate it. Alliance. Though. Yeah, Ultimate that, Alliance. That, that, that was like the spiritual <laughs> yeah. successor to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Marvel for me is uh, pretty interesting. I think when the first Iron Man came out, mm-hmm. I was, what, 13? So maybe a freshman, eighth grade, something like that. Yeah. And 
in a weird way, Marvel kind of opened me up, or the MCU in general kind of opened me up to my general love for film. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty important franchise to me. I think I remember after The Incredible Hulk, which is not that great of a movie, but at the very end there is a cameo in it where Tony Stark shows up and kind of to indicate that this is a shared universe. Yeah, yeah. Kind of blew my little mind. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? So I went to Wikipedia <laughs> on my dad's laptop and Googled the production behind Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. And at the time, Iron Man 2 was in the works and Thor and Captain America and whatever. And yeah. I started to learn more and more about the filmmaking process. And from there, it's kind of driven me to follow like the film franchises and movie news and things like that. And it's really made me appreciate kind of the art of filmmaking from that yeah so, for sure yeah I, yeah i ex kind of experienced that following age of ultron because when i was little like i said i just watched them like oh it's a fun superhero movie but i started to go back and see all these threads and little things hidden that i had completely missed when i was younger and it's so great to go yeah. back and see them again yeah in a new light definitely and i think i was telling mati this yesterday when the first iron man was announced and trailers were all over i was telling my parents i was like oh i want to see this movie we have to go see this movie and my parents were always like, oh, we have to go see this movie, I guess. In their heads, they were, like, comparing it to, like, when we used to go to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! movies or Pokemon movies <laughs> in, in theaters just so I could get, like, a trading card or something. And they would have to sit through that. But then when we went to Iron Man and experienced that movie, came out, they were blown away by how good it was. And that's... I mean, that's how my parents got hooked on it. They were they were like, this is completely different than what we thought it was going to be. Superhero movies have never been like this. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. So let's start talking about The Avengers. So that was in 2012. When mm -hmm. was the last time that both of you saw this film? Uh, last Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> but recently for both of you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. I also watched it, I think, Sunday maybe. Mm -hmm. So when was the first time you saw this? Uh, opening night. Yeah? Yeah, I have the poster framed in my room at home. Really? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Diego? I would say about a week after opening. I, for some reason, waited because I was in a fight with one of my friends, <laughs> and it was some weird feud, so I waited to see it because I don't want to <laughs> go with them. I remember I saw this. Uh, it had to be on a Friday night, so maybe not opening night, but we were coming back from a track meet, oh. me and some of my friends, and I was like, guys, we have to go see this. And we came straight from the track meet, went to this movie, and uh, just going into it a little bit, I think this movie was kind of incredible mm -hmm. when it when it first came out. It did something that, I mean, it's we don't really need to belabor this point, that it kind of set up the whole idea of an, of an established universe and these team-up films mm -hmm. and everything like that. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them, they could fight the battles that we never could. Gentlemen, what are you prepared to do? What do you guys think about this film? I, I love it. It's for sure one of my favorite MCU movies mm -hmm. of all time. Just seeing all of those characters on screen together for the first time. You know, you see like that 360 pan in the Battle of New York. It's 
it, when I saw that for the first time, it was something else, like getting chills seeing that. Yeah. 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 How about you? Yeah, I've recently gone back and appreciated the first time that these characters met that, like, I didn't do it the first time I saw. Like, this is the first time that Captain America and Iron Man are yeah. on screen together, yeah. and they're going to have this long relationship that I already know, but this is just the beginning. Yeah. Like, standing over, like, I think when they meet is standing over Loki. Yeah. When uh, Iron Man comes in, and they're just like, Cap, Stark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I really like this film, and I think I like it more now, kind of looking back on it. The thing that I picked up on the most was it feels somehow in the wake of Infinity War almost small, in mm-hmm. that there's you know there's four or five or six characters, which at the time was crazy, but when you compare that to the insane number of characters that's in Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. it feels very small. And the nice thing about that is that these characters get plenty of time to interact with each other. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that struck me the most about this on this most recent rewatch was just getting to watch these characters talk to each other mm-hmm. and interact mm-hmm. with each other. And it kind of lays out, I think that Whedon does a really good job here at letting the characters breathe and act as the characters that we know them to be right. within this film. Yeah, like hanging out in the helicarrier and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love do you want to talk about the helicarrier? That helicarrier, helicarrier scene is nuts. That was just like the biggest fans. That was like the first moment of like big fan service in the MCU that I just loved. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, so right, it starts with where they're all just kind of talking, mm-hmm. right? They they all come together and they're talking, and then it slowly, you know, goes down the shitter, and everything starts becoming more and more action. But uh, what stuck out to you in those scenes? In the helicarrier? Yeah, just or anything. Like, what do you want to talk about it? It's like one of the first things that's really comic booky. Because even the, at the beginning, the MCU was a little scared to go full, full nerdy, full comic booky. Mm, yeah. And here's something that's really true to the comic books that's like pulled straight out of it. Yeah, and you especially see that with uh, Cap, who like makes the bet earlier in the movie, like with Nick Fury. He's like, I bet, like I bet you ten bucks that we're gonna surprise you or something like that. And yeah, the, theory does. Yeah, to and they think this thing is a boat that they're on, and it's it takes off and it cloaks itself, and Cap's just blown away, and just like <laughs> without saying anything, hands ten bucks to Fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in that scene, there's a lot of this really quippy dialogue between yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any favorite interactions between any of the characters or anything like that? I like when Thor calls them all tiny when they're arguing. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Um, Bruce Banner, this is our introduction to Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, and he's we gotta get to know him when he's like, oh, if this is, if this is a submarine, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love Bruce Banner in this movie. I think mm-hmm. it was, I don't know if it was like a great idea to recast him. I think Ed Norton would have done a good job, but I really like that they took him here and made him into a character that's definitely dark and has some issues to deal with yeah, yeah. i mean he's, do you remember he, the one line where spits out a bullet he says that he tried to kill himself yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's other, nuts yeah God. yeah <laughs> i i think that whedon does a really good job of this film or in this film of la, like trying to give his characters a bit of bite mm-hmm. they a lot of them they the they'll quip at each other but some of their quips are a lot nastier than in some of the later films where mm-hmm. it yeah. feels like everything is sort of oh ha ha we're going to play for laughs, whereas here it's played more for kind of these almost harsh digs at some of the characters. The interactions between 
Steve and Tony, yeah. for example. Everything They're... special about you came out of a bottle. Yeah, that's a brutal <laughs> one. And then... Big man in a suit, take that away, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of calls him out, like he doesn't think that he's going to be... He's He doesn't think he's a person to lay his life out yeah. on the line. Which I thought was cool because then in the Battle of New yeah. York, it, it, mm. it pays off. Because in this movie, they still don't know each other, so... It's kind of harsh to say that to somebody you haven't met yet or you've just met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't hold back punches. And I think that that is very Whedon-y, like a lot of his films do mm-hmm. that, where he really likes to let his characters have some wit. Something I wanted to point out was that when they all come together after they've gotten Thor and picked up Loki, Nick Fury is or somebody's kind of asking why are you doing this why are you collecting weapons nick Mm. and he says because of him and he points to thor yeah yeah right and so he says you know a year ago we found out that we're not alone with in this universe Mm -hmm. and we found out that there are bigger threats coming and there's aliens out there and we need to be prepared prepared for them because we're hopelessly outgunned and Mm -hmm. outnumbered right Mm -hmm. But then Captain Marvel, Marvel happened. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. About that too. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize it until watching it the second time. I was like, "Wait a minute!" To be fair, he back knew then, about Captain Marvel. To be fair, back then, like Brie, I mean, Carol Danvers wasn't Captain Marvel yet. Well, yes, yeah, she was. Twenty twelve. Oh, oh, yeah. No, you mean like in our <laughs> world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's definitely a um, inconsistency. Yeah. But it is it is interesting because I think the, that for the most part, Marvel does a pretty good job at. <laughs> playing within its own rules yeah. and that mm-hmm. makes it fall apart a little. Mm-hmm. It's some rewriting. One way you could look at it is that Captain Marvel was a pretty hush-hush thing. This, no one could ignore a small yeah. town being leveled. Yeah, now it's like, like the world knows it. that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's sense. only saying what he wants to say. You know, he, he's yeah. always been fine keeping secrets. Yeah. I found out in Winter Soldier, he's car- he compartmentalizes. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Maybe he's just lying to them. and yeah. I, I guess that could be it. Like, he's just saying what he needs to say, too. Yeah. So I, there, there's a way to, to write it off. I mean, he lied about the cards in Coulson's jacket. Yeah. So, like... What do you think about the whole Coulson thing now knowing that... I, I know one of the huge complaints with the MCU is that there's not stakes and people never stay dead. Right. And Coulson seems like the epitome of that, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I mean... That's something in the comics, too. Nobody ever stays dead because people love these characters. It's a comic book trope. Yeah. Yeah. People love these characters too much for them to stay dead, I think. No, I don't think so. I I like it. The MCU eventually does need to, but as far as they've gone so far, they've been pretty good. Yeah. I do think... Quicksilver stayed dead. For now. We'll see. (laughs) We've got a time stone in the work now. Who knows? But I I don't know. I think that it would have been... I don't know why they really needed to bring him back. I, I do really like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that TV show and everything like that. So it's not really a huge deal, but it does kind of undercut the idea that I think that Whedon was trying to go for here yeah. with the idea that I was trying to think about themes in these films. And I mean, the Avengers. Avengers well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the Avengers and then Infinity War you kind of have to search it a little bit. I think there's a lot more to be said in Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. One of the themes that I was thinking about in this film is that it seems like people need a personal motivation for action. Mm -hmm. You're never going to do the thing that needs to be done unless you have a a personal stake in it. Besides Cap, yeah. Yeah, besides (laughs) Cap. But, you know, in in ways, Cap is a man at a time there, and they talk about that in Age of Ultron, actually. It's it's an interesting point I kind of want to talk about when we get to there. But... He's 
he kind of has no choice. Mm-hmm. He's, he's stuck in this life. But, you know, people like Thor and uh, Bruce and Tony don't really, especially Tony, I think mm-hmm. it's most exemplified in Tony. Like, he doesn't really focus until he has a personal, mm-hmm. you know. Stake. Well, I mean, like he said, he, he, he like, was really uh, fired up about it. He's like, we're not soldiers. You oh, know? yeah, he got real yeah. mad. <laughs> Yeah, and this then, isn't what we signed up to do. I don't know if you noticed, but the the last thing that Colson said was, "This was never going to work unless they had something to." And then he cuts out. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely something to avenge. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was. It's also cool, like right? how they never really said Avengers Assemble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but he does not say yet. like when he. Yeah, true. Yeah, not yet. Oh, you think maybe it'll be at the very end when all the characters inevitably come back? Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the Battle of New York. I think that was kind of. At the time, probably the biggest and craziest scene ever. (laughs) Scene ever. (laughs) Yeah, what what do you think about this whole scene? When I think of the Battle of New York, there's one specific part I think of. It's a long shot, uh, like a really long take, Mm -hmm. going throughout the city. It starts with Black Widow, I think, and it goes from her transitions on to... Uh, cap, I think, and it like keeps transi- transitioning to each Avenger, and it shows them all fighting throughout the city, and that's one of the coolest things I think I ever saw. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this film actually has some pretty interesting camera angles that it works with in yeah. some of mm-hmm. the fight scenes too, and stuff that you don't see in some of the other MCU films. The the main one that comes to mind is I'm going back to the helicarrier, my bad, but when they're all arguing, yeah. it focuses on the scepter and then kind of inverts it to show that, you know, things are going crazy. Mm. That's not something that we see very often in the MCU films. No. Yeah. They're it's, normally very comfortable with their filmmaking. Especially in the first two phases, they don't have that same sort of film artistry and then maybe yeah. they start to get it back. Like, like when, with Black Panther and yeah. Yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought I think that the fight scene or the Battle of New York is just it's so fun from start mm-hmm. to finish. My favorite character in that whole thing is Hulk. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, I think that he's is the standout. Do you guys have an MVP standout in this film? Uh MVP Iron Man for sure. Really? Yeah. He he has a huge uh character development, I think. You know, I I don't know if he I agree with Cap. I don't think he was the guy to lay his life down in the beginning of the movie. And then after the whole Coulson thing and, you know, hearing over the 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 comms about the missile coming to New York, I think that was like what like flipped a switch in him to, mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't think he was going to survive flying up in the air with the nuke. And that that was just a huge clutch moment, I thought. Yeah, because if that if that missile hit, I mean, mm-hmm. Hulk would have been the only guy to survive, because Thor was still underpowered back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Mm, it's a hard one. I think I agree that Tony had um, the probably the most growth, but I think, like you said, and a testament to Whedon's ability is that everybody just has their own standout moment. Yeah, except, I really like that. Except maybe Hawkeye in this movie. Yeah, Hawkeye gets gets done dirty in well, this movie. Well, he runs movie. out of arrows. What is he supposed to do? <laughs> he I think I think it's kind of cool to pit him as a sort of an antagonist for Romanoff for the first half of the film. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that worked pretty well. Yeah, uh, that's where they get the both of them get their personal stakes from was his sort of dealing with Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I yeah, and he kind of wants a, like revenge on Loki for taking over his mind almost in a way. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that pays off really well in Age of Ultron when he's the only one that doesn't get yeah. mind controlled. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I said it already, but I think my MVP is Hulk. I just, I thought that what they were able to do with him was really cool, both in the helicarrier mm-hmm. scene and then having him kind of just monster all over New York yeah. and fighting yeah. all these different things yeah. was, was really cool. I really like also in this film that they, some of these characters will kind of bounce off each other yeah. in ways in the fights. Oh. You see it a little bit in like. Oh, Civil I War. love the um, the Cap and Iron Man. Yeah, that another big that, fan service that's, moment. That's during that long take that I was talking oh, about. Yeah. That's yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, it pans I onto the the I road. I didn't realize that that's a long take. Do Do you mean that it doesn't cut? Yeah, there's no cuts throughout it. Really? Any of that. Yeah. I I didn't notice it's that. Ju- Normally, it's just, I can it's pick just up panning on throughout New York, and it goes onto Iron Man, and he destroys some uh, some Chitauri, and then flies down onto the road that Cap's on. They do that move where like he hits the beam off of yeah, Cap's that's shield so cool. and then he continues on. Yeah. 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 That whole film or that whole battle <laughs> is so, so fun. Yeah. What do you think about the ending when well not not the ending, but I guess one of my gripes about how this kind of ties up is when Tony sends the nuke into the the wormhole mm-hmm. and it hits the mothership, mm-hmm. then it explodes and all the uh Chitari die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I thought that that was pretty lame and cheap. It's like one of my only complaints about how this movie ends up. I didn't really yeah, I never really thought about that as much. I more saw that as a moment for Tony rather mm-hmm. than like a moment for defeating the Chitari. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I always talk or took it as that like the big problem with the nuke was they didn't know where to put it. So, I I didn't think that he was sending it in there to destroy a mothership. I thought he was sending it in there to get rid of it and then close the portal. So the, I, I think it's just sort of well, they had easy, to be coming cheap, tidy up. They had to be coming from somewhere, you know? Of course they were coming from the wormhole. Yeah. No, 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 but, like, I don't think he was doing that to kill the mothership. He was doing it to get rid of the nuke. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that he would know that killing that mothership would kill all the other Chitari. Well, even then, like he probably knew that putting the nuke in there would kill Whatever was I, a lot of them. And then the they just side. had to mop up, which they yeah. probably could have done. Yeah, I yeah. just I just would have preferred that they had to do the mopping okay. up instead of all of them just dying. Okay. I think that's kind of, I don't that's know, fair. that's like a trope that's that fair. I don't care for. Do you guys have any complaints about this film? Anything that it... I would say how underpowered Thor is. Yeah. yeah. He, he does have that one moment where he blasts the lightning off, I think, was it like the Chrysler building? Yeah, yeah but that is the thing cool. I didn't like about that was that they made it seem like he couldn't really fly. Like he was like, ha- it looked like he was like hanging on for dear life. Like I guess. He was on it. <laughs> yeah, back at that, it was like he could fly by like swinging the hammer. So yeah. they didn't want him to like channel energy from the hammer and yeah. use it to fly. A lot of so. people have said that the first part of this movie takes a little while to get going. Do you oh, I was fine. That? I was fine with that, I think, because they, they were introducing each character. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I liked uh, yeah I, I kept wondering the first time I saw the movie I was like oh who's gonna be next who's gonna be next you know it starts with Cap right or uh, I don't know getting the mission no it starts with the project with Pegasus Black. yeah yeah, and then, yeah and then Black Widow I, uh, I love the yeah, Black Widow yeah, scene Black Widow. yeah the Black Widow scene is pretty fun <laughs> yeah and then I think she goes straight to recruiting Hulk Hulk maybe yeah yeah Okay. I have a couple notes that I wanted to point out. Oh. One, in one scene in, in Battle of New York, Tony is flies Hawkeye up onto a building. Yeah. And he says, better clench up Legolas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that means that we 
that definitely the Lord of the Rings books exist, right? Right. Yeah. Which means that probably the movies also exist. And both Hugo Weaving and Kate Blanchett are in those movies, which means that those two characters look an awful lot like Red Skull and uh, Hela. Yeah. Yeah. Also, isn't that on Cap's list in no, Winter that's Soldier? Star that's Star Wars, Wars and Mace Windu and Nick Fury. Yeah. Are those okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I think that's pointed out in the uh, like a screen rant. I thought they or, built it uh, on there. Screen yeah. junkies. Maybe it is, but yeah, there's a couple <laughs> conflicting things there that I think are really funny. The other thing I noticed was that there's a scene where Tony is calling Pepper Potts to like, as he's, you know, dropping off the nuke or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And she's like distracted or whatever by watching what's going on. Yeah. And it shows her phone. Buzzing. And she just has the shittiest phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is 2012 and she no, has yeah, a, a dinky little flip phone. I, I noticed that too. <laughs> that was ridiculous. I noticed that too. And she's like the CEO of theoretically the, the biggest industry in the world. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a smartphone really. I just thought that was funny. Oh, wh- one thing I didn't like, I feel like the helicarrier going down scene dragged on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it took a while with like the unnecessary like um, fabricated tension of Captain America. Is he going to get to the switch and all that? Yeah, I always think that that's sort of dumb too. That mm-hmm. where, where they have that false idea. Like you know it's going to happen. It, it's fine. It can kind of yeah yeah. They're not going to kill yeah. Iron Man right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I did like that. I think the helicarrier scene is actually incredibly well designed. Yeah. Like the the fight scenes kind of pairing off the characters mm-hmm. and making it feel like each one of them does something important. Mm-hmm. And also unique and based on their power set and stuff. I think one of the huge problems with some of these films is it's like, okay, <laughs> like you have Thor. Why do you need literally anyone else? Mm-hmm. Or especially mm-hmm. now you have Captain Marvel. Yeah. Why do you need anything else? It's going to be really interesting to see why they need Black Widow to take down Thanos. Because she needs to scissor kick or yeah. scissor grab him. Yeah, do yeah. the Ra- Wrap her legs thing. around his head. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be interesting. But I think this film did a really good job of making Cap and Iron Man do something that felt meaningful, but yeah. Not, yeah. not fight the Hulk, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. The, the one other thing that I wanted, oh, the other complaint, I guess, or gripe that I have is that somebody should be arrested for letting Captain America walk around in that outfit in this movie. Oh, they, yeah. They went a little too, let's do real comic book. Yeah, they were like, they, they wanted to make it retro, but I think it looks terrible. It looks like a bad, like, onesie from a party store. It looks like Aww. a Halloween thing. Yeah. If you, compa- <laughs> if you compare it to, especially watching this and then going straight to Age of Ultron, yeah. you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Captain America looks so much more badass yeah. in Age of Ultron. Yeah. He looks so goofy in this. So somebody should should be arrested for that. <laughs> the the one thing I think do you guys have any other comments that you want to talk about for this film? Uh, no, I don't think so. The one thing I wanted to bring up was the ending clips that Fury is watching on on the screen in the mm. aftermath yeah. of the Battle of mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. I th- I don't know about you, but for some reason that was really effective on this second run through. I got chills. I almost started crying. It was like <laughs> watching this kind of this tragedy happening, and and maybe maybe it was intended to be kind of a uh, parallel to something like you know a nine eleven attack or a um, Boston Marathon bombing attack, mm-hmm. something like that, where it kind of rallies the city together and seeing yeah, all these yeah. people yeah. and the imagery of people. Um, cheering in the streets and having these symbols of Captain America or Tony mm. or getting all these 
tattoos and stuff. I thought it was a very nice reminder of why heroes are important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why, to a larger extent, these hero stories have meaning and significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, it like it almost choked me up. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I thought it was very effective, and I think something like that could come off very, very cheesy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, let's, let's see the aftermath. That did remind me of another complaint I actually have about the movie, though. Well, fine. That <laughs> that waitress that they keep showing yeah. throughout yeah. the Battle of New York, why do I care about her? So, I mean, I... Is it because she's going to be in the scene? Because she's in the scene, and it says yeah. she makes a very compelling point. Like, yeah, yeah, these people they do all you know they're scary and they have all these powers and everything like that. But but I would have been dead. He yeah. saved her life. Mm-hmm. She would be mm-hmm. dead without yeah. those heroes. And I, thought, I, yeah. I, I think that cool. scene is placed with one of the greatest part of the MCU is that it sh- keeps showing you different perspectives. Like they've never truly let go of what happened in Avengers One. The scepter shows up. You see its effects in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like. The different perspective has always been one of the greatest things about the MCU. Yeah, I agree. I do think, though, that that woman is a little poorly set up. A little convenient. It's, like, I thought I was supposed to know who she was. Like, she was someone. Well, she had she has a very distinct face, Yeah, too. exactly. And so and I, it, it focuses on her just a little too long that you're like, oh, this is going to be a character. But the same thing happens in Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. With, with the, the girl, girl and the child. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. Maybe, maybe Whedon has friends i don't know (laughs) (laughs) uh oh one gripe i did have when i first watched it was that i didn't like uh maria hill i've i've learned to like her as a character oh yeah but i've always felt that she always served to be more antagonistic towards nick fury kind of balance him out Mm -hmm. and i felt like in this movie she was a little too much of just like an assistant or a sidekick Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i could say that i agree with that all right so if we don't have anything else to say what was the post credit scene in this? Oh, it was Thanos. it was introducing Thanos. And yeah. Shwarma. Yeah. Yeah. The Shwarma one's funny, but that, that Thanos smile. one yeah. was mm-hmm. pretty nuts. You can clearly tell that even though they put him in that post credit scenes, they didn't totally know what was gonna happen. Mm. I think there's definitely some rewriting of the MCU history as they go along, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like Thanos was going to be a much less sympathetic character mm-hmm. at the yeah. start than he ends up becoming. Even in Guardians of the Galaxy, he seems yeah. much more like a brutal warlord versus what we see in Infinity War. Yeah, or even like when he explain or when Gamora explains his relationship to her, him, and how he treats Nebula and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, that that was kind of exciting to get the whole Infinity Stone, every, all of that set up. Did you know about that, Diego? Like, what? did you have experience with? knowing what the Infinity Stones were at the end of Avengers? I knew what it was, but I don't think I started to put it together until the Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I still had no idea what the, tes- the Tesseract, which is the Tesseract. Yeah, so I mean, I hadn't read any comics at that point, and so I, I had no idea what this was, and I had to Google it all and <laughs> all that stuff. But it's a really cool uh, long game. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be seeing the payoff very soon, so that's really In the cool. end game. Yeah. Good job, Ian. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move on to Avengers Age of Ultron, which came out in 2015. I was designed to save the world. People who look to the sky and see hope. I'll take that from them first. There's only one path to peace. Their extinction. 
Yeah, so I actually really didn't like it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And when I, what were the circumstances under which you saw it? It was paint, the paint a picture. It was me. the opening night again. <laughs> oh, I, I went, descriptive. went to the midnight showing. Uh, maybe maybe I was tired because it was midnight. Um, maybe I had a bad exam that day or something. I don't know. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but I I wasn't I wasn't a fan of it, and I don't think I ever watched it again until last week. Really? Yeah, really? I think this was my second time watching it. I've definitely seen it a couple times. I think Same. I saw it at least twice in theaters. And uh, I guess I might have seen it. Yeah, I probably saw it with my parents again. But I loved it last week when I watched it. I thought it was so good. It's a strong word. Yeah. No, I, I, I really liked it. There were like a few uh, complaints that I do have that mm-hmm. I'll talk about, I guess, when we get to that. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Diego, how about you? So, like I said, this was the first one where I was fully invested in the MCU. And so I was really, really excited for it. It did let me down a little bit, but I still really loved it. And I think probably my favorite part is this is the beginning of like the roster blow of the MCU. We start getting in all these characters mm-hmm. that you never thought you would ever see mm-hmm. in a big screen movie. And it's it's just great. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I remember seeing this one. I think it was probably opening weekend and it was Patriot League conferences week. Uh, so mm. we were driving back and we got in very late, like 12 a.m. And I turned to my roommate and I was like, look, <coughs> if we don't see this now, it's probably not going to happen because finals are next week. I want to see this now. Can we please go see this now? So I went at like 1 a.m., huh. saw it. I I agree. I thought that especially in the on opening night or the first mm-hmm. time I saw it, it was definitely disappointed me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's nearly as good as the first Avengers. No, I don't think so. Uh, but rewatching it the second time, I did appreciate a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about this one is I think that this is really one of the, of the three so far that we've had. This is really the only Avengers film that has, is trying to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it is successful in doing that, I think is a little up, up for grabs. I think that it's kind of bogged down in being some like some of the I think the bigger flaws of the film aren't what it's trying to say. It's more like those things get kind of rushed for setting up other movies mm-hmm. or yeah. having a obligatory Battle of New York esque film fight at the very end kind of thing, which yeah. I think ultimately hurts the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd say I, I, I no I, I I do I do love it. I think it's it's actually yeah. very good. So I'm sorry I was harsh to you, Ian, for yeah. saying love. I would say I love it, but it definitely does have some serious flaws that it does. we, we it does. can talk about. So, yeah, the the thing that I also th- thought was most interesting about this on the second – well, not second, but, like, on this most recent run-through is that it very much feels like a direct continuation of the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas when we talk about Infinity War, that has virtually nothing to do with the first two Avengers films. Yeah. No. Diego and I were talking about this the other day. We were we were saying, you know, you could watch the first two Avengers movies. Like, if you're just following the Avengers line of movies, you can mm-hmm. watch the first two Avengers movies back-to-back and not be too lost. Yeah. But you can't go from Age of Ultron to Infinity War no. and expect to Fa- understand Phase everything. of 3 is very interconnected and yeah. interwoven, and you, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. So, we, I guess, yeah. yeah. I, I was just gonna say that's sort of a criticism that I have. Of, really, uh, Infinity of the, War, or I don't know of Infinity War. Maybe just of the whole interconnected universes really? thing. I mean, I personally love it, 
but I can definitely see like people being like, I don't have the time to see all of these movies. Yeah, that, I mean, there's there's definitely ones that are more. And I really like the Avengers useful. movies, so how am I going to see I think, Endgame honestly, if I that, didn't see the other ones? What's the, what starts happening in Phase Three is one of my most favorite things because it's most like a comic book character where it's almost like Doctor Strange pops up in one issue of the yeah, Thor Ragnarok yeah. series yeah. and you just see all these characters pop in and out of these yeah, stories. It's yeah. very much like the comic books and I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, I think at least based on, you know, like I, I went and saw Infinity War with my girlfriend and she's seen like the Guardians of the Galaxy and maybe at the time she had seen Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And yeah, most of the, I, I had to give her like a rundown before and every now and then I had to turn and be like, oh yeah, that's this person who is this person. But I think that, well, I, I guess we're, we're kind of skipping over Age of Ultron <laughs> at this point. We can talk a little bit more about it in Infinity War where I think yeah. it's most important. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do, what do you think about this film? Do you have anything that you want to talk about? You said you had some complaints. Yeah, yeah. Mostly with Scarlet Witch. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. J- just... Her and her brother, I guess. Um, the the movie sort of felt like it knew that Quicksilver was going to die at the end. Mm-hmm. He seemed to not matter throughout the entire first two yeah. acts of the movie. You know, yeah. Ultron was just talking to Scarlet Witch about how important she was going to be in taking well, down the well, Avengers. In his defense... Would you rather have a guy that's really fast or a guy that has... Or a girl that has incredibly obscure magical power. Well, he, he, I would like to ask... Wait, I'm going to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> well, for, first of all, Quicksilver seemed to be able to handle himself with the Avengers in the beginning of it. He took out, like, he knocked over Cap and yeah. took out Hawkeye. Well, Hawkeye. <laughs> don't don't be mean to my boy Hawkeye. He's he's important to this but, team. But he, this se- movie, he seemed to be a, this one. He seemed to be pretty effective at fighting the <laughs> Avengers on his own, and it seemed like they were downplaying him throughout the entire movie. And then he's dead, and we're just supposed to forget about him. <laughs> and what Diego was about to get to, I think, was Scarlet Witch's inconsistent powers. Oh, yeah. I could go on forever about that. I mean. I completely forgot until I rewatched this movie that she was supposed to have mind control powers. She controlled Does the she? entire city of Lexicovia and made them evacuate. Oh my god, I yeah. totally forgot about that. And she that. gives them all the visions, she can read minds, and it's then crazy. they just never address it again. They never do that again. Yeah, and then even in Infinity War especially, all she has is basically like Jean Grey telekinesis. Yeah. yeah, she like at the beginning, she's doing like hand-to-hand combat. And at the end, she's destroying an infinity stone with one hand and holding back five with the other. Yeah. And it's insane. Yeah, yeah. That is that is true. She That's is super con- inconsistent. I do wish – I wonder if maybe in the TV show that they're going to do with her, they'll – I doubt it. <laughs> but <laughs> it would be interesting to see if they kind of give some rules to those powers. Mm-hmm. I they, do think that, in general, that's one of the weaknesses of this film. But sorry, go ahead, Diana. They, they do show a general evolution. She shows, like, a little bit more finesse with her powers. Like, in Civil War, she couldn't fly. She just, like, blasted herself. Yeah. But Infinity War, she shows people to kind of float themselves around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But still, her power level is just vastly different from, like, the first act to the third act. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I feel like she could have also just taken down all of Thanos' army yeah. in an instance. But she was too busy... Watching Surrey <laughs> yeah. do some science. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I kind of want to talk about what this film is trying to say. Do you guys have any yeah, ideas I, on that? Well, what they're trying to say, I think, is, you know, 
these people have incredible powers and they cause a ton of destruction when they use them um and you know you see that in the sokovia accords later i think well so are you saying that the film is taking that and saying that's a bad thing Saying the Sokovia Accords are about that? No, saying that the fact that these people have powers and they can do damage. Well, I, I think they're trying to make you think about that. It, really? It's it, almost like a, a very much just a setup for Civil War. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I think that's the main theme of the movie, but I don't think the movie does it, does it well in itself. I think it does better, that theme does better in the sequels, mm-hmm. like in uh, Civil huh. War. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I took it more as thinking what I think that he was trying to get at, Whedon being he, is that the trying to look at what makes these characters tick and what they fear mm-hmm. and then kind of come up with the the thesis, I guess, that if you let fear drive your action or your inaction, <coughs> there's going to be consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have Tony who is scared of, you know... Failing failing and having all his friends die and stuff so he makes Ultron and then also Vision later which seems dumb but you know he does that and he fails or he Mm -hmm. he creates a murder bot as Bruce likes to call it but and that's kind of interesting but I don't think that the other characters get enough time to explore what their fears are and what that kind of like means for the characters I think that goes into one of my biggest gripes is they go into like the dark side of everyone yeah and they go into as the black widow hulk relationship which to begin with i don't like mm-hmm. they go into this whole thing of like infertility which i heard was like one of whedon's like trademarks and a lot of people really don't like it and i think that was a really dumb storyline yeah. to go into at all yeah hmm. yeah i mean i think that actually their pairing makes a lot of sense and at least the way that he brought it up because they Scarlet Witch's fear based on her vision is she's scared of who she is. She's scared of the fact that she's mm-hmm. a monster. I don't know if it's so much the infertility. Maybe that's part of it, but also the fact that you know she's a murder yeah, spy I think, or whatever. I think they should have just gone into her becoming a murder spy. There was no yeah, need to go I into agree. her sterilization. I do, Be- because I do they, agree. That, because that they talk about that in the first awkward. movie, too. It would have made sense if they just focused on, you know, when yeah. Loki's le- like lecturing her and... Yeah, she's pretending to be. Yeah. It's such a weird aspect of but her life to go. It is. Into, it I is feel. pretty cool yeah. that her internal fear is literally who Bruce Banner is yeah. as a character, mm-hmm. and you know he's always scared of what's inside of him, which is the Hulk. And so I think that that pairing actually makes quite a bit of sense. I don't think it's. It almost feels like it came out of nowhere, which is weird because. I mean, theoretically, there's time between the first and the second yeah. film, but it does feel very unnatural because mm-hmm. it wasn't really established mm-hmm. in the first film at all. Yeah, yeah, so I think I, they I were just that. like, oh, she was the one that went to get Hulk in the beginning of Avengers. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think like a lot of these things seem to make sense in theory and work in theory, but then in execution, they're not given enough time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the like, for example, Captain America's fear, it's very clear from his vision that his fear is going home mm-hmm. like yeah. he is he is scared of not being a soldier anymore yeah. and that's kind of throughout all his movies and especially the avengers films and i think that's really cool that you know the person he he, he makes some line that the person who wanted to go home died in the ice i am literally nothing but a soldier mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. kind of depressing mm-hmm. and sad 
um, and that character deserves that happiness because he's you know the best of us. But it doesn't really have time to talk about that. No. The other thing I noticed is that there's some very interesting imagery with Thor and his mm. fear of being a destroyer. Mm-hmm. That and was one of the most rushed and worst things. Yeah. Him I didn't going to the pool. That. Yeah. But there's also a scene when he's at the Hawkeye house mm-hmm. where he comes into the house and uh, the little kids are playing or whatever, and he steps on a house and it breaks like a Lego house mm-hmm. and it, it shatters the house and then that's when he leaves because it kind of reminds him of the idea that uh, Heimdall is saying oh hey you you are a destroyer you are going to bring destruction to us which by the way is not brought up in Ragnarok at all nope. because mm-hmm. they decided to <laughs> zig when they were going to zag but I think that is completely dropped and I think for the most part they don't know what to do with Thor in this movie and yeah. he's completely wasted in it another yep. thing I really is at the beginning of Thor Ragnarok, he's like, oh, I've been searching the cosmos for these Infinity Stones, but, like, they don't get to anything. He clearly hasn't been back to Asgard in, what, two years? Mm-hmm. And he was just, what, like, wandering through space. They never get exactly into what he was doing. for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the worst r- and, like, rushed sequences of all, like, the bad character juggling. I think that was definitely the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But something I think that was really good here again is it, it's maybe it's not as good as in the first Avengers, but Whedon still does give his characters some chi- time to breathe mm-hmm. um, and interact with each other, especially in that party scene. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's one of my favorite is when is now that they're friends, they make the Avengers seem like people and they, yeah. make, they give Falcon a little sort of thing and. They're all just friends chilling. I love out. the war machine thing. Oh, that's <laughs> he, really he's, telling, he's telling the story. To <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom. You're looking for this. I thought when the hammer nudges, when Captain America tries to lift it, mm-hmm. is the funniest thing ever. The way that <laughs> that Chris Hemsworth plays that, like his yeah, reaction he, to he it. Like, he's like, <laughs> you, can, you, you can can't see very my face. Tell. <laughs> <laughs> you can, good job. You can totally tell that. He has such good comedy yeah. in him. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I don't know, man. That that whole scene is so funny. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> Did Another thing, right before that scene, when they kind of zoom out and show the Avengers Tower, mm-hmm. there is a statue that is oh, in front of yeah. Avengers uh, Tower. From Battle of New York, right? It, it's of Battle of New York, but in Avengers, I only figured this out because I watched them almost back to back is that that is the statue that when the giant space whale comes out of the the hole Mm -hmm. he comes down and breaks a statue Mm -hmm. the Grand Central Station yeah yeah oh Mm -hmm. do you yeah I didn't know that it was an actual statue but okay that makes sense now so it's an actual (laughs) statue and then they remake it yeah they remake it to be like a shrine to the Battle of New York and I think the coolest thing is that this goes back to kind of the idea of heroes and Mm -hmm. that Theoretically, superheroes are all allegory, 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 allegory for real life heroes is that the the statue that they replace is not of the Avengers, Avengers, it's of the firefighters and the policemen and stuff. I I thought that was a brilliant touch. Um, What do we think about Ultron? in no. this how does how does he work? (laughs) I was I was really disappointed with Ultron. They made him too much. too much of like a child of Tony Stark. Yeah. I think I, think I, I think I understand what they were going for. I just don't think it worked. No. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that James Spader was good casting. I don't like him in this movie. It's not. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I think it, I think it's a huge weakness of this film that he's not. I think he should have been much more traditionally menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
they tried they tried to make him too much like Tony Stark and they just they didn't work out right. Yeah. And I didn't like how f- yeah, I didn't like how funny he was. He was too funny. Like yeah. I, the humor in this movie doesn't land as well as no. in the first one. I think it's whereas in the first one every the humor is clever, this one is almost like it's intentionally meant to yeah. be funny. Which works in Infinity War, but just not here. This is kind of the awkward no. stepchild yeah. of I was middle child maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I was just thinking uh Ultron is a villain that I I read up a lot in the comics before the movie came up came out and I thought Ultron was terrifying in the comics and I did yeah. not get that vibe from him in this movie. I yeah. really think I, they they just should have not gone with Ultron. I think without Hank Pym cuz if I think an Ultron based off of the MCU Hank Pym would have been really terrifying because yeah. I, he definitely has some More darkness to yeah. him that a lot of people thought he was going to be the villain in the first movie mm-hmm. and a Ultron based off of MCU Hank Pym's personality would have been brutal. They should have just gone with something totally different. I really really wish they waited on Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bring that up later, though. I I have more to talk about. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Bring up some more stuff. No, no, I, 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 this is with a a question. Yeah, okay. We're going to answer later. (laughs) Sure, so (laughs) I think the uh, main other complaint that I have about this film, and we can talk about nitpicks quickly as well, but the main one is that it, the idea of Sokovia, which is a made-up place, right. feels completely lazy mm-hmm. in this if you compare it to something like Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And I understand yeah. that Wakanda means a lot more than Sokovia ever did. Mm-hmm. But the the kind of the design of the city that is Sokovia and the accents that the Maximovs have and the cool. fact that literally nobody in Sokovia speaks a language different than English mm-hmm. just yeah. feels lazy to me. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's because Whedon is sort of done. Like he doesn't he doesn't really want to do this whole Sokovia action set piece at the end. He cares more about the interactions that happen on the farm. Yeah, and everything like that. I think that's the best parts. They wanted something that nobody cared about to destroy. Yeah, yeah, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's not great. I don't I don't care for the ending of this film much at all. I think compared to the Battle of New York, it's not nearly as good. Yeah, there's not as many cool kind of moments. I think the one that they try and fabricate, where they're all defending the little button or whatever mm-hmm. and doing stuff in slow mo, I don't think that that's nearly as cool as the shot of the rotation no. shot. And it's not as good, but I, I definitely liked it. And I liked this, it. Yeah. There's this cool moment that I think a lot of people miss where Scarlet Witch is fighting. And then she looks up and sees Iron Man, someone who she's hated throughout the whole movie. And she's fi- looking at this like, I'm fighting behind, beside him. He's a good guy. Like, yeah. this is where I am now. I'm an Avenger. Yeah, that's that's cool. I really, I actually really like what they do with Scarlet Witch in the battle. I, I like mm. I like what they, other than her powers and the fact that <laughs> they kind of ignore Quicksilver's death as a whole. You know, most ever. <laughs> um, I like what they've done. And ke- keeping the, her essence from the comics and that she's very destructive and just the most unlucky person ever. In every single movie, something just awful just happens to her. <laughs> and that's very true to the comics. Yeah. I I think the the scene where Quicksilver dies, though, is actually... I thought it was pretty brutal mm-hmm. because of Wanda's reaction. Yeah. Um, and she kind of just li- unleashes all this power and mm-hmm. rage and it... Uh, like kills all the yeah. Ultron bots near her. I thought that was pretty cool. One, yeah, one of my only gripes with the end of this movie and, and Civil War is that they just 
after that she doesn't yeah. care about her brother yeah. I, I do really wish that her they, twin brother that they explored that yeah, yeah. They, we saw the aftermath of his death yeah, they, don't talk, they don't even say his name in Civil they War. never mention him after that moment ever again yeah. yeah the one other thing that I picked up on this in, in terms of themes is the idea that Ultron both Ultron and Vision they're kind of two sides of this AI all knowing thing yeah. they both come to the conclusion that humanity is doomed Mm-hmm. And that we're gonna we're gonna destroy them, whereas Ultron is like, well, I want to s- speed up the process. <laughs> Might as well. Vision is like, no, it's an honor to be among them. I think it. What makes humanity beautiful is that it, it is ephemeral, and the fleeting the fleetingness of life is what is most special about humans. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty interesting concept, and I think that there's a cool parallel with that with. Uh, Hawkeye when he gets shot in the opening scene uh-huh. and then they're kind of re-giving him a new skin yeah. and his wife says that it feels different you can feel a difference and I think that's kind of an interesting parallel there. Another thing I, I just remembered from the end is that Helen Cho and Selvig are on the Avengers facilities and they're like oh you know we're now forming this new Avengers team and you never hear from the two of them ever yeah. again. Oh yeah. It, it There's a occurred. lot of things from this movie that are just completely ignored. Yeah I, I wonder if it huh. is just because Sorry of the that. general less favorable reception to it. Yeah. I wonder if they were like well shit. <laughs> yeah scrap everything. <laughs> just just take People Vision like Civil War. <laughs> take Vision and Scarlet Witch and just dump the rest of the movie. Yeah it is surprising how many new characters are introduced into this movie though mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean Helen Cho for example um, it'll be interesting to see if she pops up again. Yeah, she Although would, I, I, I that, The it. whole Korea sequence and her role I really didn't was another to me that was the same thing as like the helicarrier scene there was a part parts of it were dragged on and just didn't need to be there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think that there was that set piece could have been taken out of the film and it mm. would have felt a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there would have been more time for Weeded to kind of explore these themes. Mm-hmm. There's one line, though, that uh, when they're about to create vision, Bruce says that I had to write down because I was <laughs> thinking about it and it is freaking terrifying. He, re- he says to Scarlet Witch, who he's clearly pissed at because, yeah. you know, she made him destroy Johannesburg. Yeah. Uh, he says, I could choke the life out of you and never change a shade. That is, that is, I think, the closest we'll ever see MCU Banner to Comic Banner, who's like a schizophrenic, like not in his right mind. And I really, yeah. really like that. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. Yeah, also, that... that reminds me, I love the fight scene with uh, the Hulkbuster. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I do think it's weird, though, that like he puts Hulk through a building and he's totally fine. Yeah. And then... He wakes up and he starts yelling again, and he mm-hmm. just punches him, and that, that is that makes dumb. him knock out. It's like what? Yeah. But everything before yeah. that, fantastic. Yeah, the ending oh, was like we that, can... that was my favorite oh, fight wait. scene in the whole movie. I think though, because you don't know. That was like the only like fight scene. I was like, I don't know who's gonna win this. You know what's also <laughs> hilarious is that there is a giant fuck you to Man of Steel in that when he intentionally finds a building that doesn't have any people in it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> this came out like a couple years after Man of Steel where everyone was like, doesn't Superman care that all these people are dying? And why, <laughs> it's kind of weird that Superman doesn't care yeah. about human life. And then they make a huge point about this to be like, there's one person in that building, Tony. Go get them out of a bathtub. And <laughs> it's so funny. It's so petty. Yeah, Superman something killed something interesting <laughs> is that in Age of Ultron, it made it seem like they tried so hard to make sure not a single person died in Age of Ultron. And I left the movie thinking that in Sokovia, nobody died, and then we find out in Civil War, like, like a few hundred people died. It was yeah. kind of yeah. weird. <laughs> I, I think what they were trying 
to get out was they didn't want to intentionally leave somebody to die. That's but fair. Yeah, they, were, they weren't going to leave anybody behind if they could. I do yeah, think that's funny that going into Infinity War, they were pretty chill with letting a whole bunch of Wakandans die in that battle. Well, I mean... It's... I know they're soldiers, but it felt a little unnecessary when you have Thor going around. I feel like at that point... Thor wasn't there yet. Well, but when he does come there, I feel like T'Challa should have been like, yeah, I don't think you guys need to be here. Maybe you guys can go home. <laughs> And not die. That'd be I don't cool. know. I I think they were they were all like shit. Like if we don't succeed here, all yeah. life is gone. Yeah. Well, they don't it. succeed, so then they yeah. died, and I, then they disintegrate. I know, but, yeah. I, but I think they were literally just throwing everything they had at this thing. <laughs> were they though? Yeah. So let's uh, let's except move for the on. defenders, I guess. You know, yeah. <laughs> and all and the humans and everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on to Infinity War, though. We're Ooh. we're definitely going to be going on a little long. Uh, really quickly, who do you think was the MVP of Age of Ultron? I know we were talking about here that it was kind of hard to pinpoint one. I feel like I put Scarlet Witch. I think it, either her. I feel I'm just a fan of her from the comics. I was happy to see her in the movie. I feel like Hawkeye, but like in a forced way that I kind of didn't like. Yeah, I I had Hawkeye. At first. <laughs> I have to reluctantly say Hawkeye. I I do think that they gave Hawkeye some much needed. Basic <laughs> levels of respect, because he has done dirty in the first Avengers yeah. and Thor, where he's like a glorified extra. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. What about you, Ian? Uh, I chose Quicksilver because he saves Hawkeye, and then and doesn't I, exist. And, and after we know, that. and we know that Hawkeye is going to be integral yeah. to taking down Thanos well, and Endgame, which see, is see, new buzz cut. I really liked all of the Hawkeye stuff in this movie, and I was like, I really don't want him to die, and then Quicksilver was the one who made made it, it all possible. It, it was clever me. because <laughs> they were very clearly setting up Hawkeye to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was a good reversal, and I guess it's, it's kind of easy to kill Quicksilver because there's another Quicksilver in the X-Men, Yeah. so they didn't want to have that, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on then to Infinity War, which is nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. I was a child when you took me. Who saved you? No. No. We were happy on my own planet. You went to bed hungry, scrounging for scraps. Your planet was on the brink of collapse. I'm the one who stopped that. Do you know what's happened since then? The children born have known nothing but full bellies and clear skies. It's a paradise. Because you murdered half the planet. A small price to pay for salvation. You're insane. Little one, it's a simple calculus. This universe is finite, its resource is finite. If life is left unchecked, life will cease to exist. It needs correction. You don't know that! I'm the only one who knows that. At least I'm the only one with the will to act on it. I've always felt like, objectively, as a standalone movie, it's fails. Awful. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, yeah, if you just terrible. go watch this movie, there's there's who are these characters? What is the structure? It it yeah. is specifically meant to be <laughs> this part of it. Is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's specifically meant to be part of like this greater experience. As a movie by itself, it sucks. Yeah, I, I think I, I even wrote here, yeah, not really a movie. Doesn't really <laughs> try to be. Like, 
I, I do think that it's 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 a valid thing to acknowledge, but I don't necessarily think it's that great of a complaint. Like I respect yeah. if somebody can come into it and say, "This is stupid. I want a movie." Fine, but it's clearly not trying to do that. For what it is, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I think it's very good. I, I have a huge amount of respect for the Russos for just being able to make anything remotely competent yeah, it's, out of how, it's all these characters. Cra- like, Compared to Age of Ultron, we didn't struggle to juggle these few characters. And I think maybe like every character except Falcon got their moment in Infinity War. It's, it's crazy. Hey, man, Falcon Falcon <laughs> killed three whole yeah. <laughs> uh, Demogorgon puppies or whatever. Wait, no, he, he killed a ton of them. Well, I mean, like, everybody got some sort of character moment except for Falcon. He's the yeah. only one who didn't get one. Yeah, oh, he was like, this is awkward when uh, <laughs> yeah. when Bruce and Natasha were oh, talking. And I have an awful story about going to see it. So oh, yeah, right. let's hear this, it. This, I think you've heard this. So we had, like, senior exit interviews for high school, and me and my friend were supposed to go afterwards, and he was driving me. And he, his interview was taking too long. I'm like, I'm not going to miss Infinity War. I'm sorry, dude. I have to leave you. So I Ubered there. He never <laughs> came with me. And he didn't see it for a long time afterwards. I just totally abandoned my friend to go see Infinity you War. Did you watch it alone? Uh, there was another friend oh, meeting okay, us there. Okay. Oh, man, that is kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do the same. <laughs> so it's interesting because Tony, or not Tony, uh, Steve makes a very interesting point that, like, no one person is worth sacrificing for the greater good of all of humanity. Infinity War is the greatest good. You you stuck a finger out to, to Steve with that and abandoned your friend. You you killed Vision on the spot. Is basically what that, you did. Isn't that the whole theme of the movie? Is that they can't sacrifice anybody, and Thanos is just can't. Yeah, I thought actually I was trying to. I that, I don't I don't think that this film really has a central thesis at all. Well, I think that was it's a, not a film. But <laughs> I was trying to think of one, and I thought that it was that sacrifice drives success, mm-hmm. and a lack of sacrifice drives failure. Mm-hmm. The Avengers fail at every opportunity because they're not willing to make the sacrifice. You have play. what vision? See, I thought I Nebula. thought I saw that as a not a parallel, but a continuation from Age of Ultron, where Tony and Steve are fighting about the whole Ultron thing, and. Tony's like, you know, we can't win without Ultron against all these threats. And Steve's like, okay, so we won't. And he he's like, we'll fight together, we'll lose together, you know? Right. And Steve is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, yeah that, that's... and that's what happens in this movie. Yeah, I do think that's true. Um, I think we'll, it'll be interesting to see how Endgame continues that mm-hmm. theme because right now it's sort of being like, I feel like it's hard to look at the results of this film and if this was the last film in the franchise to be like, Steve was right. They shouldn't have killed Vision. Yeah. Because you look at it and you're like, I, I, one of the other sort of problems with that whole thing is that I never really appreciated Vision that much as a character. Mm-hmm. I, I never really felt that he was an actual character. I felt that he was more of an AI. So it's sort of like, oh, I don't know, dude, kill kill, kill the robot. So you're like, a robophobe. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yes, based on how they framed it in the the movie. Hmm. I think mm-hmm. if you have something like Ex Machina, I, I sympathize with that robot. It's all about I uh, perspective. With them. And I'm excited to see. I really hope they go with, like, the from the comics, the white vision with no mm-hmm. personality yeah, yeah. that drives Scarlet Witch insane. I, I I, that's what I want their that. series to be about. An insane Scarlet Witch oh. who misses her vision. Wow. I Yep. Not heard about that. That's pretty cool. Mm. I like that idea. And I, yeah, I, they, they I, hinted at it because he like lost all his color, and that's what he looks like. Yeah, in the he went, he went pale when yeah. he goes through that. Okay, cool. 
something I like about this film is the opening scene is really good at establishing that Thanos is not a dude to mess with. I I remember seeing a meme that's like, the moment we heard no music at the... uh, at the beginning, we know we're fucked. <laughs> like uh, during the the logo, the Marvel logo, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the other thing is that oh my god, Thor is the most unlucky person in this whole. I would series. Like this to, whole no, home was just destroyed. <laughs> I would like to point out that for Bruce Banner, Age of Ultron, Ragnarok, and Infinity War happened over the span of about like three days. Yeah, That's yeah, insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so sad for, for him because. Like he's stuck in the hole. Yeah. yeah, really had a rough couple. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Thor had a really awful time I too. Actually, though. of the few complaints that I have in this film, I think that Bruce Banner is terrible in this movie. I don't like what they do with him. Yeah, no. I it's agree. almost like like a very poor comical, or like it wasn't comical, yeah, but it came but, out that way. But it's I think so it, goofy. I, I really hope they're gonna. I can see them doing something really good with it in the future, like explaining why the Hulk didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't work for this film. No, no I, I, I agree. I think um, that it'll be one of those things, or I hope that it'll be one of those things where I see something in a future film and then I go back and watch Infinity War and I'm like, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I do appreciate I the so. idea. I think it was just executed poorly. It was like very awkward. And, and he's like, oh, the Hulk, no. Yeah, yeah they, and they also, never really explain like, it. Why yeah. wouldn't somebody just punch him in the face? Or just tr- just try to kill him. Yeah. That should bring out the Hulk. Yeah. Like yeah. based on the I spit a bullet out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It one of my sense. biggest gripes with the opening too is that I really wanted to see the Battle of Xandar because we got so invested in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and then, oh, it's, it's gone now. Volume 2 kind of does Xandar dirty too. That like, they just don't mention it at all. Yeah. That's fair, but like, there's nothing. There's, there's no all, reason for them to yeah. do anything. There's, there's a reason for uh, them man, to do it. I like John C. Riley. After everything Guardians <laughs> okay. of the Galaxy 1 went through to protect that power stone and just a brief throwaway line, yeah. everything's been undone. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like... Yeah, it's it's almost like Thanos sort of got these stones a little too quickly at the very beginning, but I don't yeah. know. The in some of the opening fights, something else I noticed was that it's kind of weird that they use the magic portal or Doctor Strange's magic portal yeah. to get the guy like one of Thanos' children to go uh, to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he like tries and gets it and it cuts off his hand. Mm-hmm. And that would set up a very good payoff for using that to cut off Thanos' hand mm-hmm. and get the, the glove. Well, their their cop-out for literally everything is going to be, well, Doctor Strange saw that possibility and yeah. it didn't work out somehow. I reject that because that's stupid. I know. it was <laughs> such, It's such a cop-out. I'm betting yeah. he would have done something with the stones. That he may be like, yeah, because there's a point where... In, Doctor Strange like throws the mirror dimension at him, and he's just like, yeah, no. he just, oh he yeah, just that break, was so he just that it. that that yeah. battle is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, let's just that's... let's just skip straight ahead to that. Actually, <laughs> uh, um, that's my. I feel like the moment where Doctor Strange comes into his own in his movie, he's doing sparkly hand-to-hand combat. Like, yeah, but he's a wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here you get to see he's, he's this is really Doctor well Strange. Yeah. yeah, like he like the the. He multiplies himself all around in a circle, that, that throws was, out like a hundred whips at God, Thanos. Yeah, that I think actually the, the Titan scene is so much better than everything on Wakanda yeah. until I Thor does. I like the beginning of what I love. I love the line, what this will be the end of Wakanda. Like, oh, it will really? be the greatest end in history. I thought that was kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's but, just, I feel like it's, it's true to both their characters. Yeah, same character. yeah for sure. I, I do think that the Wakanda battle feels almost obligatory at this point. 
even That's more fair. so than in the Age of Ultron, where it's like, oh, look, these faceless people. Mm-hmm. Well, I just it, wasn't it having that happen. much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One thing That's what that was obligatory that yeah. we didn't no, I get <laughs> that I need in Endgame is I need a money shot. I was hoping for like a 30 Avenger money shot, and I didn't get it. And I need it in the Endgame. Trailer? No, Where no, like, like, and there was no, so in Avengers, they had yeah, them panning yeah. in New York. Then they had the church in Age of Ultron. They didn't have anything like that in Infinity War. And I need a 30-person adventure and <laughs> an endgame. That'll be yeah. nice. I Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I thought the Wakanda stuff was pretty boring until Thor got there. Mm-hmm. And then it, it had – there was, like, some nice little moments mm-hmm. in it. I don't know. I didn't need to see them fight a whole bunch of faceless things and then do that thing where, like, all oh, the faceless things are going to take over. And even Bruce yeah. Banner has this really corny line that he's like – oh, there's too many of them, and then boom, Thor shows up. Yeah. It's like, I've seen the other two Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> this is the same thing. I don't need this with dogs. Yeah. So, so but, Something I actually loved in the beginning of the Battle of Wakanda was when they all start charging and Cap and Black Panther break away from the pack. They just start I, sprinting. And they're just sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is that's so the sick. That's the coolest thing. That's uh, Besides when Thor arrives on Wakanda, that is the coolest thing yeah. in what, Wakanda. I was just like, what? What do you guys think of like the little girl power scene in the trench? Oh, I liked that. that was, I was they, there was the first that, time to yeah. finally have enough women in the MCU yeah. to yeah. do something I, with I it. I like yeah. that too. It is nice, but that's, that's a, again, another thing that it's like, what are those two going to do? Why doesn't Scarlet Witch just rip her in half? The, uh... <laughs> yeah, why does she wait until she's about to hurt Black Widow to do something with her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of... Or use I, mind control. Yeah. I know you have to have <laughs> suspension of disbelief a little bit, but when you have somebody as powerful as Scarlet Witch, it, yeah. it feels a little cheap. But I, I thought the sentiment was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my biggest gripes with this movie, I just mentioned this in the other day, is that we just recently found out that Shuri's disintegrated, but... They, they couldn't show it in the in the movie. I, I bet it... I'm thinking is that they didn't know how big of a deal Black Panther was going to be. So they probably were like, oh, I don't think they're going to care if we show that Shuri lives they, or not. I don't know why they didn't edit it in later. They should have... That's I just agree. That really bugged me. Yeah. I I, yeah. But... Um, one thing I think some people overlook in this um, movie... So obviously there's like this whole Hulk trilogy being squeezed into other movies because they can't make a Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's also this storyline with uh, Rocket Raccoon that I, they seem, it looks like they're going to continue in Avengers Endgame that they started in the second Guardians. Great, so I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's, um, he's like a selfish, selfish, ba- selfish bastard. He's, other than Thor, he's the only one who doesn't fight Thanos. He actively avoids Thanos. He doesn't want to go to nowhere. And yeah. you can see he's just back to his selfish ways again. And he, then he lost everybody. And I hope in an endgame, we kind of yeah. get that arc of like, okay, now I, f- I really have to step up and finally yeah. do yeah. something. He lost Groot. Yeah, that, that was that was tough to That watch. was terrifying. You hear, did and, you hear and what you James hear, Gunn yeah, said? Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, have Groot. You heard this? He's yeah. like, yeah, Groot said dad. <laughs> yeah, later in the movie, and, and Twitter blew up because that's just so oh, that was That was, oh, <laughs> I read one of my favorite things of this movie. <laughs> I think that made it great as part of the interwoven thing is that so the Russo brothers directed it, but they they contacted mm-hmm. everyone in the MCU. They made sure that everyone who worked on the Wakanda set was there to make sure that Wakanda looked right. Made sure that he worked with uh, James Gunn to make sure that the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. their whole mm-hmm. banter worked right. And yeah. I, I really, really appreciated that. What, what do you think about the humor in this? I know a lot of people ha- have complaints that 
the humor undercuts some of the tension sometimes. And I think there are definitely examples of that in mm-hmm. the MCU. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think any of them are in. I don't think I, that's my, what I was my say. biggest yeah. one with that is Ragnarok. And recently watching a couple of TV spots, I'm scared of that in Endgame. Yeah, same. you're. N- why are you going to be making quips when more than half of your friends are dead? That just doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. If Spider-Man was still alive, I would say he can. But okay. no. Yeah. But yeah, like why? <laughs> Be, well, because th- I mean, I, I mean, I, people use humor to mask pain all the yeah, time. Yeah, that, that's, that's, Spider, that's what Spider-Man it does. does. Make sense, but yeah. I do think that they need to, and we can talk about our expectations for Endgame a little bit. But I do think that there needs to be a sense of seriousness in that film that's not so much in some of the other. I ones. saw like. One of the the one that bugged me the most was Hawkeye made a joke. Oh my god! Oh my god! Don't tell me! Don't tell me what I the joke I is. I haven't I seen anything. I won't, I won't. Okay. <laughs> but I'll just say he's supposed to be like this really dark character that has like gone through a lot going into this movie, right? We I'm don't know what his parents or whatever. We don't. We don't exactly kids. know what it is, right? But we know he's something happened to him, mm-hmm. and he's making a joke, and it's just that's yeah. that's he's too far gone, I think, to be like trying to mask pain yeah. with humor. I agree, but I think yeah. here. This movie's so funny. <laughs> God, when Thor lands on the Guardian ship, yeah. and they're like, yeah. this is a man. <laughs> pirate angel. Oh. It's like a pirate and a man had a baby. You're a dude. This what is, is a weirdest... <laughs> my, oh, my, so my dragging on moment, so I, for it was the Helicarry in Avengers 1, Korea in Avengers 2 was the... Um, with Itri and the oh, forging. I agree. I wrote oh, that. Yeah, I, th- I, I hated that. that scene. Yeah. And that had one of the worst jokes, which is like, It'll only like I only die if it kills me. He's like, well, yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, that was I, awful. I thought that whole thing was so boring because it like wasn't that cool. And it undercut Ragnarok. And, and it didn't make sense. And wouldn't Thor's clothes have been blown yes. off yes. by the sun? Yeah, like well, give they're, me they're naked special Thor. As, <laughs> but also they're special like, Asgard clothes. Like, am I wrong to assume that? All Asgardians are as strong as Thor, or is Thor like ex- exceptional? Oh, strong? he's the son of Odin. There's so? also I don't. They never just, mention this in the MCU. But he's also like the son of like, Gaia, like the Earth entity. Yeah. Though yeah. they never explore that in the I MCU. Just, I don't. Odin gets around. <laughs> I just once somebody takes a star to the chest, let's assume that his clothes are also made out of Asgardian star clothes or whatever. Fine. <laughs> Where are the? How do you kill a person like that? How is Thor not the strongest person in the world? I, I don't understand like how I don't I don't that get how that whole thing works and I just think it was dumb. Well he's a god. And, yeah, yeah. And not all Asgardians like, why, are gods. Why did he have to maybe I'm, there's gonna be some payoff in Endgame where Thanos throws a star at him or something. <laughs> but like why did he have to do that? Why did that he was, have to take that, that whole scene was, yeah. And I love Peter yeah. Dinklage, but that was that was an awful. Yeah, it, it character. was a bad performance, bad character. I'm betting he just told them he wanted to be in the movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or someone was like, "I miss Game of Thrones." <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely, that's the weakest part of this movie. Yeah, is by all far. Nidavellir stuff. But um, my favorite joke in the movie is when the Guardians attack oh, Spider Man yeah. and Tony. And Doctor Strange and Tony figures out that Pete is from or Peter is from Earth mm. because he says, "Oh, what am I supposed to say? Jesus Christ to our Savior?" <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "You're from Earth," and he goes, "I'm not from Earth. I'm from Missouri." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Tony is just so done. He's like, "Yeah, that's on Earth, dipshit." <laughs> I and that's I think everyone one of everyone's favorite in that same scene was the Y Gamora. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this one time. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. 
Why is Gamora? Tell me where the girl is, or I swear to you, I'm gonna French fry this little freak. Let's do it. You shoot my guy, and I'll blast him. Let's go. Do it, Quill. I can take it. No, he can't take it. She's right. You can't. Oh yeah, you don't want to tell me where she is? That's fine. I'll kill all three of you, and I'll beat it out of Thanos myself. Starting with you. Wait, what? Thanos? All right. I, let me ask you this one time. What master do you serve? What master do I serve? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? You're from Earth. Not from Earth, I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's on Earth, dipshit. What are you hassling us for? So you're not with Thanos? I love just watching Tony's reactions to all the Guardians. Yeah, oh, that, that was just like, one of my favorite things was... Uh, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, going into this movie, I was going to be like, how are the Avengers going to interact with the Guardians? Yeah. And, then, and then you see Tony making his plan to fight Thanos, <laughs> and then, like, Drax is yawning in the background, and he looks at him, and he's like, what is happening? <laughs> it's funny, because... It's also like the growth of Tony Stark. Like he's not the funny yeah. weird one anymore. Yeah, like he's. You can tell he is angry. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. just like, I'm with Are children. Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of another one of my favorite lines is, "Um, we're here to kick names and take ass." Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what's cool though is that that all does feel very natural to the Guardians characters yeah. because Peter theoretically is a 12 year old boy. Like he never really grew mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think that really works, which is is cool. Uh, but one it of, is so funny to watch Tony just be the dad that is done. One of my gripes, I don't know if this is with Infinity War, but with maybe just the Guardians throughout the MCU, is what is Mantis's long term future with the team? Putting people to sleep. Yeah, she, in the two movies she's been on, she's done the exact same thing. They can't <laughs> keep doing that with her. Yeah, that's that's true. I I also think that. The the stuff that happens in volume two for the Avengers, like or not the Avengers, sorry, the Guardians, makes them seem invincible. Drax gets banged around in a tree <laughs> and they survive like a crash onto yeah. the ship. So then when like Gamora gets pushed off a cliff, it's a pretty big cliff, fine. But I feel like she probably could have survived yeah, or like grabbed onto the wall. She's very enhanced or, too, right? Yeah. She's supposed to be like mm-hmm. a super alien so, soldier. As effective as that scene was, which I think it is pretty effective yeah. um, and sad, I was sort of like... Yeah, I wish they killed her a different way. I wish yeah. she, like, snapped her neck or something. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like, with a hug. Snapped her neck. Jeez. Oh. oh, what do you guys think of the Red Skull? It doesn't really make sense. Uh, the only reason I like it was because I read up about how Hugo Weaving refused to t- return to the MCU. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, fine. And, and like they really wanted him like earlier in the MCU. And yeah. so I'm just happy that they finally managed a way to make it work and tie up that loose end. You know he's not, he's not him. Yeah, though, it's right? somebody it's else. Somebody else. Some walking but I'm glad they, they, they closed that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's just talk really quickly about the ending. <laughs> I know that's a pretty controversial ending. What did you guys feel about it? when you saw it the first time and then how did it affect you or how was it different knowing that it was coming and watching it the I second mean, time? I mean, I knew it was coming the first time. Yeah. Uh, really? It's yeah, just the way... Absolutely. They, they, it was just what, the way what, it was going to work. <laughs> I, the only moment... I was pretty surprised that they ended on it. Like, it was just the last scene. What else would they have ended on? The only <laughs> moment I thought it might not happen was when they destroyed the Mind Stone. I, for like a second, thought, oh, he's going to disappear and try to figure something else out. Yeah. Then I'm like, Wait, no, he has the time he has stone. The time stone. I don't know. I just didn't really think that Disney had the guts to do that. They, I, I was, I there's was been thinking, so much pressure on them to do something dark. Yeah, but I was also just thinking, like, how do they use Thanos and the Infinity Stones and not let Thanos get all the Infinity Stones? Yeah, it... Okay, fine. Well, so I guess then I'll change the question to how did it feel when you, f- like, 
noticed that so many fans. Oh, the well, when died. I, what, yeah, knowing it was coming didn't Quote make unquote. it any easier. Yeah. I don't think. He, here, like watching Spider-Man yeah, die was, was the, the saddest thing I ever saw in my life. Some of my favorite characters got killed off. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. I mean, it was just I was just knowing. Oh, they're not going to play a big role in the next movie. This yeah, sucks. but. I don't know if that's true because it's a three-hour movie. That's fair. So we were just very interested. We were just discussing at what point in the movie do you think? How early do you think they're going to come back? Mm -hmm. I would say two hours. hours. Actually, I could see it even earlier. I I thought it was going to be earlier. We'll we'll see. I I know nothing about this movie because I haven't seen a single trailer besides. They don't tell you anything, which is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I, it is interesting that I think people have a huge like a huge problem that people have with this movie is that the oh you know they're just gonna come back like Black Panther's coming back because he just made a billion dollars yeah he's the, got a movie but the out. characters don't know that yeah that's a good really good point. I I, I, I knew that, that. But I still f- you have to suspend disbelief to go into the movie you yeah. don't care about signing contracts. Yeah, for the record just, I agree with you <laughs> yeah. Just, just, yeah yeah just think about the movie I, one thing going back it, it is a very long scene of showing everyone disintegrate. I almost wish they showed, like I said, I wish they showed Shay disintegrating. I wish they showed more people disintegrating. I wanted to see, like, a lot of, I wanted to see, like, go to a public area. Like, I wanted to see. Like, reporters on air. Yeah, I wanted to see, like, some really depressing stuff of, like, people disintegrating. Like, wow. police helping <laughs> children up and the children disintegrating. A woman holding her newborn baby, the baby disintegrates. Oh, my God. I, never, I didn't watch the post credit scene this second time. What was it? In Calling Endgame? Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just watched it and I was yeah. like, oh, there's no post credit scene <laughs> in this, and I turned uh, it off. That's, whoops. Yeah, you don't really see, I mean, you see a few people disintegrating. Oh, yeah. Well, something, yeah, but you see like a pl- helicopter crash, and yeah. you see I want to see the face on some faces. That is, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I think, I think, sorry, actually, what were you going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> I, well, I, well, to your point of, oh, like all these people are going to come back anyways. Hey, that's not I, my point for the record. I don't agree the point with that you, point. The point you brought up. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Iron Man holding Peter while he was dying. Like Peter is the closest thing to his son that Tony's ever had. His He's, dream came true. And, yeah. And Tom he, Holland is the best actor ever. <laughs> I love him so much. He's, I think yeah, he's, he's so good he's in perfect. everything. That's the reason that that's so resonating is because of, of Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the connection that they built. Yeah, and, oh. you know, they foreshadow it with, you know, and they make sure that to rip, Potts might be pregnant. Yeah, to like, rip away, s- like, an important person from everybody. Rocket lost Groot, Nebula lost... Rocket and Groot, no, Nebula. Rocket and Nebula lost everybody. Yeah. One of my favorite has to be Okoye helping up Black Panther. Yeah. Because the way every other disintegration before, they're setting up all the sidekicks are dying, and then she picks them up, and you're like, oh, Okoye's oh, yeah, going to die. Okay, and then Black Panther dies, and it's just like this woman who's dedicated her whole life to this royal lineage just watched him disintegrate, and there was yeah. nothing she could do. Yeah. Like her one job was to protect him, and he, she couldn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a very very gutsy scene, and mm-hmm. I really respect it. I think my favorite thing is that I don't see. I'm sure almost everything is going to be reversed, but I don't understand how it's going to happen, and that's exciting. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah, for sure. But so let's move. On. Well, actually, let's quickly do the MVP. I feel of like Infinity we're all gonna War. have the same MVP, unless unless you guys are idiots. I don't know. All right, I'm saying, I don't want to say it all at the same time. I don't want to do that. Okay. Three, two, one. Mantis. Doctor Strange. 
What? <laughs> I'm Wait, kidding. What is wrong said, with you people? I said, I said Mantis, but I'm kidding. I think it's Thor. I want to say I agree with all of you. I just had to pick Thanos because I felt like the way the whole movie was set up was like he's the main character. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess he, he does but yeah. win. <laughs> Doctor, yeah. I <laughs> think, Wagon, I'm I think yeah, Thor... I kind of they. Uh, I feel like they undercut a bit of Thor Ragnarok. So that's why I didn't like Thor that much. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is my favorite because he this, he comes into his own. And I'm of in the camp of they should have never had a Doctor Strange movie. He should have popped up in Ragnarok fully powered, and that would have been true to his comic book character. You know, other than I actually like that. That's other cool than idea. introducing the time stone, his movie had no purpose. Uh, it was a kaleidoscope of visual effects. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was <laughs> it was an origin story when people were sick of origin stories. Uh. Did you see when he raised his hands up like six times? <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, Doctor Strange was definitely the MVP for me. That was like awesome. all, like, like okay. his wizard scene, and then he also, you know, saw Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are our, our excuse me? What are our expectations for Endgame? Hi. My, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My main one is that I do think there needs to be some very serious, lasting, real conf- oh, yeah. uh, consequences for this. They mm. cannot reverse everything. No. Or if they reverse everything, it needs to come at an expense. That is my I think line in the sand. Happen. I will be I think, very pissed if everything is status quo at the end of this movie. I think it's yeah. very important that they revive the people at the right moment because I want to see my favorite characters that got disintegrated again. Disintegrated again. But I don't want them to undercut undercut the stakes of everything that's happened. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. But I do think that somebody has to be permanently. Dead oh yeah. At the end of this, movie. I think. Uh, Cap, yeah, I think Cap there has to go. Yeah. So I guess I was... that's that's one of our questions, right? We have a whole bunch of questions that we're gonna just talk about now. We're running pretty long, but who cares? It's the Avengers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. I, I said that who will die in Endgame? Yeah. What do so you I have that? a long list of potential people. <laughs> really? Um, so obviously you need one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do a out of left field one, and that's Rocket Raccoon. Really? Because interesting. Um, I've, I've I remember I t- briefly touched upon his whole arc of selflessness. He f- needs to do something to redeem himself. Wow, damn. And I think a guardian needs to die. And if Gamora and Nebula don't die, then it's going to be him. Yeah, I. I kind of want Gamora to stay dead because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. That I she think of everybody, Gamora is going to stay dead. They're going to bring back Vision as like a robot, robot, and obviously all the snap people are coming back. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think that Gamora will stay dead. I think they're going to have something, and yeah, Thanos she, is going to talk to her in her mind and stuff. I do think, but Rocket's an interesting one. The only ones I have are the very obvious ones: either Captain America or Tony or both. I also have Black Widow yeah. or Hulk. Really? Yes. I don't, I don't. Well, <laughs> okay, so I guess, now I, I want to hear him out. <laughs> I guess Black Widow could die because she does have a, a movie coming out, but that's definitely going to be a prequel. Yeah. I, and also for Hulk is like ba- Bruce Banner wants this all to end. He's a very dark character who does not appreciate his life. And so I could see him making a big sacrifice. Yeah, I do think, though, that that is undercut by this movie where he's just a goofball. That's fair. Maybe, well, I think the way they said it is that they they kind of – ignored characters in Infinity War that they really want to focus on in Endgame. So Cap and Black Widow don't get that much screen time yeah. and they're going to get all this back. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it is the OG Avengers yeah. in the beginning of this one. So And War Machine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an OG Avenger, and technically. Nebula and and Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, for the most part, original Avengers. Don't hate I, Ant-Man. I, I, chose, I, I never um, said anything. Okay. I like Ant-Man. Okay. I chose Tony, and I actually hope he dies. Really? Yeah, I think 
he has had a great character arc from arc from Iron Man one up until now, mm-hmm. and I I think he's in a place where I I want it to end with him, mm-hmm. and I would be very happy to see him yeah. go out as a hero. I agree that he. Yeah, I I think if I had to pick, well, if you had to pick between only one of them dying, which one? I feel would you want to like want to die. Which one do you think will die and like makes I the most sense? I for feel the like character? Cap almost for a similar reason why I think Hulk might is that Cap Cap can't go home at the end of the day. Yeah, and I, honestly, neither can Bruce Banner. But Iron Man, Iron Man can, and I, yeah. Steve's gonna be caught in this for the rest of his life if he doesn't die in Endgame. I I think that Steve is more likely to die than Tony. Really? Yeah, but we'll see. Um, I just think that I just don't know if they have the balls to kill off. Do it, to both Robert of them. Downey Jr. Kill I, all I six of will. the original Avengers. I thought he was dead in uh, on Titan. I mean, I mean, so did I. I thought he was. Everybody die in the there. theater thought. He yeah, was <laughs> and then and then he didn't, and so I was like, okay, I don't know if they're ever going to kill this character because he has so much star power. He was mm-hmm. been here from the beginning. I think that's why he needs to go. I think it's like going to be a changing of the guard kind of. They thing. need yeah. to. They I almost mean, I, need I to. I agree with you. I just don't know and if he's I believe been that they will. mentoring. Uh, Peter and I think once he gets Peter back he's going to be like okay I'm leaving the world in a good place Yeah, and there's this clear like Doctor Strange is the new arrogant intelligent guy yeah true yeah really oh, I man. think Captain so Marvel's going to be only the got... new arrogant person <laughs> <laughs> that's like Thor arrogant yeah. not, Doctor yeah, Sh- not yeah. Iron Man arrogant Fair. do you think Thor's safe? Yeah. yes I think he's going to join the Guardians of the Galaxy in Volume 3. Uh, no, he still has to settle the remaining... Because there are some Asgardians that confirm survive, yeah, and Valkyrie's returning. Valkyrie is alive, mm-hmm. and I so, think she's So back. they're supposed to settle in Norway, which kind of takes from the comic books, where Asgard was briefly, like, in Kansas? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was also, like, floating in the sky somewhere. Oklahoma. It was in Oklahoma, yeah. yeah. Or maybe Ohio. No, it, it was definitely Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. It was, like, the one run I read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cool. So I guess we'll just see how that all shakes out in less than a week, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, let's let's just talk about the MCU as a whole a little bit. Yeah. We have some fun questions. Yeah. Do you want to start with the top five films? Oh, boy. Yeah. How was this for you guys? It was impossible. I thought it was very <laughs> hard, but I'm very confident in my top the five. The OMG not... moments were harder for me. Yeah, I okay. have more than five. <laughs> okay, well, don't. I'm just going <laughs> to not do ones that you guys say. I'm not going to repeat. All right, so Ian, give me your five, and we'll just keep this pretty quick. In, in any like... particular order? No, give me your your fifth one. <laughs> okay. Oh, did you did you not put them? In no, order? I did. I just go back and forth a lot. Uh, Homecoming is my fifth one. Okay. Uh, Iron Man is my fourth. Oh, okay. So uh, you're not gonna explain? Okay. So ho- Homecoming, <laughs> Homecoming is my just quickly. My, Homecoming is my fifth favorite. Uh, I love Spider Man so much. I love seeing Tom Holland come into his own here. There was very little I disliked about this movie. There was a great twist with the villain that I didn't see coming. Vulture becoming being Liz's dad. Mm-hmm. And say it made you go, "Oh my god!" Honestly. <laughs> and, and the the moment basically ripped from the comics where Peter's talking himself up as he's lifting this like crazy amount of rubble come off of on, his Spider body. Man. Yeah, come on, Spider Man. Uh, I loved that. Uh, yeah, I loved that movie so much. Okay. Um, yeah, fourth is Iron Man. Okay. Uh, it's a movie that started it all. Uh, like I said earlier, my parents who had seen previous superhero movies like Fantastic Four and stuff, they were blown away by Iron Man. They didn't think that Iron Man was possible for a superhero movie. And I, I agree. I Standing against all the, MC, all the other, other MCU movies, it's definitely not my favorite out of them. But 
in its time, it was incredible. Third is Guardians, the first one. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie so much. It's so much fun. The music is fantastic. Seeing a group of characters that I didn't know that much about was really fun. And the chemistry between the cast was mm-hmm. a- amazing. Second is The Avengers, uh, the first one. And I guess we talked about it earlier. I, I loved it so much, finally seeing all of these characters come together on screen. Yeah. We hadn't seen anything like that before, and it was fantastic. Uh, and my first, my top-ranked movie in the MCU is... Thor Cap- the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Captain America, Winter Soldier. Nice. Yeah, that movie... So no Captain Marvel? No, she's sixth. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. It was really close between. I wrote Homecoming and Captain Marvel several times. Yeah. Like back and forth. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Winter Soldier took the cake. That movie was perfect. I loved that movie. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So my top five are actually pretty similar to yours. The fifth one is not, though. Uh, I put Black Panther as okay. number five. Mm-hmm. I was trying to debate. I, I think when I saw this movie, I was a little turned off by the ending of it because I think that the third act is very CGI and very poor CGI. Yeah, it was awful. And it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But thinking about that film, there is so much craft in like the production, the world building, the music in that movie is insane. The costumes. The acting, everything in that movie besides that third act CGI battle is pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's my number five. I think it's a huge cultural phenomenon for a reason. It means a lot to a lot of people. And I think that I can't not put that in my top five. Mm. Uh, So number four is Homecoming. Completely agree with everything that you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was another one that when I saw it at the first time, I didn't love it. But then watching it more and more, I love how personal it feels, how small Mm -hmm. it feels. And it feels like the only one of these movies that completely embraces living in the world of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And I think, Diego, you mentioned this a little bit, kind of getting the perspective of somebody living in this world that isn't necessarily a superhero. Right. I think that's really cool. Everything's perfect. It's funny. And Tom Holland, you know, he is the best actor since sliced bread. <laughs> uh, number three is Avengers. We've talked about that, so I'll skip it. Number two for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. I agree with mm-hmm. everything you said. That movie just gets better and better each time you watch it. I think it's so singular in its vision. Mm-hmm. And they let James Thank Gunn. God James Gunn is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They let James Gunn do everything that he wanted to, and he created, like, this really good story about these characters that, you know, are clearly misfits and trying to fit in and find a family. And I think it's really good Mm -hmm. and sweet, and the action is great, the humor is awesome, and the soundtrack is, like, awesome before doing what Guardians of the Galaxy did was uncool. Mm Yeah, I don't know. I I actually wrote a college paper about the soundtrack in Guardians of the Galaxy once. It's my professor gave me an A on it, Diego. Um, <laughs> humble brag. Anyways, but yeah, it's, it's a great film. And then my number one is the same as yours. It's Winter Soldier. That movie blew my mind when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. The action is insane. The fight scenes are nuts. The reveal of the Hail Hydra is probably the most impactful thing that any film has done except for the snap. Yeah. <laughs> and then just how they made Captain America seem like a badass when in the first Avengers and in his own film he felt kind of like a goofy dude they made him very real and awesome and I need to see that movie again to make sure 
it still holds up because it's been a couple of years, but that film is so good. It's Diego. All right. My list is a bit different. So number five is Civil War. Okay. I, I really wanted to include this one. I understand people have problems with the movie, but for me, that's like, that is when we really just start to see all these characters in the MCU. You never thought you'd see. You In the airport scene, you mm-hmm. see Black Panther and Spider-Man who make their debut who you never thought you'd see with Vision and Scarlet Witch and all these crazy characters straight out of the comic books. It's I just really appreciate that yeah, in this movie. No arguments there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Black Panther. Same reason. It's just It's a great movie it's yeah. where film artistry really starts to make its way into the mcu next is the avengers it's the avengers <laughs> <laughs> um then is winter soldier because it's just one of the greatest oh, man, just, what's your number one my number one is probably going to be controversial it's thor ragnarok okay really? not that controversial i understand there are definitely problems with the movie i hate the well, whiplash in it yeah but to me that's peak that's peak MCU. They've done everything they wanted to where it can be just like a comic book where there are all these characters playing small roles in each other movies. Mm-hmm. And I just love, I love the bridge scene so much. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when he Bruce jumps Banner out of the jumps out. Well, the whole, the whole where the immigrant song playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. I really like that Thor Ragnarok finally says, no, Thor is so yeah. overpowered. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the it's, god of thunder. And they finally film. like made made him the god of thunder in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, I had all of the films that I didn't mention that are on your guys' list on my short list yeah. of films. Yeah, Sweet. me too. The only one that I think might be controversial that I was considering, and I, I just couldn't put it on five because these Iron others are better, is Iron Man 3. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. I don't know if, I know Ian's not a fan. I don't know if that's the have. only MC movie I didn't see in theaters. Really? Yes. But you've seen it now? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I just love that movie, but we can we can skip that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's do our top five OMG moments in the MCU. I thought this was kind of a funny yeah. or a fun idea to think about. My first one is I think you guys have to have this on here. It is the That's My Secret Captain. Yep. I'm always angry. That, that is that is on my list. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's called. It is, where is it called? It is. It's just called Avengers on my list. <laughs> yeah, it is just Bruce intentionally turning into the Hulk and punching the space whale until it dies. Doctor Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. And then go into the beautiful, beautiful first money shot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene is great. Anybody want to take one? Or do you uh, yeah, that 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 money shot, the three sixty shot, panning oh, all around. I considered that to be one scene. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I have I have one that I mentioned when Ian was talking about homecoming. The vulture opening the door when Peter is taking the list to homecoming mm-hmm. did make me go, oh my god, yeah, or that, holy shit. That was almost on mine. That was. Oh wait, nope, it that is, is on mine. That is a very <laughs> personal 
moment, I think. And I just felt so scared for mm. Peter. These are two that I mentioned in my movies was I just love the Ragnarok bridge with the Infinity War. It was mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. of the funnest scenes in the MCU. And then the airport scene again, you just you see all these characters and it's like, this is the I'm MCU I'm going to make now. you pick one interaction in the airport scene. Um, Doesn't have to be binding. Oh, <laughs> I know mine in the airport scene. <laughs> I, I think I know mine too. I think it has to be Ant-Man going into Iron yeah. Man suit. Oh, oh, really? Going into Iron Man suit. Were you going to do Giant Mine Man? Mine was Giant Man. I, I, it was between those two. And holding. That uh, was one of those <laughs> movies. That was one of those moments that just so epic. And yeah. God. I remember saying, oh, my God, when, uh, when Spider-Man caught Winter Soldier's fist and was like, <laughs> whoa, robot arm. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I don't like about that scene is that Vision is like MIA. Underpowered. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even underpowered. When he does do something, it's good. It's just like, where is he for most of it? Yeah. He literally, when oh, they when I they run at each that. other, he literally flies up and then sits there until, if you notice in the background, he sits there until Hawkeye shoots an arrow at him. It's really weird. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I never noticed that. I, I do feel like, I, we didn't talk about this in Age of Ultron, but they, they found, and Infinity Wars, they find ways to nerf Vision. Yeah. Quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not in Infinity War because he's... I don't. I mean, from a I don't like that they nerfed him. But I don't. I'm. I don't like when people are like, "Why is he so weak?" Well, he got stabbed through the chest. Yes, but like, if he wasn't weak, mm -hmm. like he would have just dusted that whole army. Yeah. So it, I, I guess it's like a fine excuse for it, but I, it mm -hmm. would be interesting to see him at full full power, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Same with Scarlet Witch, Thor. They've kind of let him do whatever. Yeah. Another. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite was um, the Guardians crashing on Xandar. No, Groot. You can't. You'll die. Why are you doing this? Why? We are Groot. I guess it wasn't an OMG scene, more like a touching scene. I really liked when they're like encased in Groot. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that was a, nice. That's a good one. Um, How about you? Yeah, we did the Liz's dad. We did I'm Always Angry. We did the 360 shot. Uh, Cat moving me all near. Was, oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God. I like, just, I, oh. I just like, love that I, from, like, a character moment. Well, when I, when I saw him do that, like, I was expecting something to happen when he tried it. And as soon as he did it and like it budged a little bit like in my head I was just like oh my god in some at some <laughs> point in the MCU he's gonna pick up Mjolnir and yeah then... that'll be interesting to see if that oh, gets paid off one of my favorite too in Winter Soldier the whole um, sequence like in the office room with Black Widow and Nick Fury and whoever the villain's name was Robert Redford yes what is it what is his name oh whatever it doesn't matter but like that I whole, she reveals herself and she shocks himself, and mm -hmm. then Nick Fury sits out the helicopter. That whole thing is just, I love yeah. that. Yeah, from, that from Winter really Soldier, good. I thought the Hydra reveal made me go, "OMG, that's one of my." It was a bit moments. of a. Was there what was the? Oh, the moment of the Hydra reveal was with in the bunker because I felt like it was a bit yeah. of a slow burn. The reveal. 
I think it was more, yeah, the the reveal from Zola. Yeah, it was okay. Bunker. Like, he was showing oh, like the time. Yeah. Like holy That's crap! Right, yeah. And then also, I guess following that, kind of the not really a moment, but the impact that that had on Agents of Shield mm-hmm. in like, that TV show and everything like that. I thought that was cool. I actually think maybe that been might have been one of the reasons that Avengers Two suffered. They lost this foundation they had. Yeah. But I still love what they did, and I love it. Yeah. It was probably one of the ballsiest things they did at that that time in the MCU. Yeah. Is anybody else missing? Uh, I I have OMG? one, and I'm very proud of it. It's my favorite OMG moment. Is, um, it, is it a joke? No, it's not. It's it's <laughs> not a joke. The Iron Man post credit scene. Jarvis, welcome home. I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you've become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Okay. Oh, where Nick Fury is, walks that's in. Well, I, I, I didn't even... I, I was just like... I, I was in the theater with my parents, and I was just like slapping my mom. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's happening, the Avengers. <laughs> that's not fair. I didn't include any post-credit scene. I wasn't sure if that was fair game. I actually didn't either. Because oh, uh, those, are, those are made to be OMG moments. I would just be all but post-credit that was like scene. But that was like the first one. That's, that's fair. true. That's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> I, I also have just the snap. I, I thought that was a huge OMG moment for me. I, may, I guess you guys yeah. saw it coming, but I did not the first time. So mm. I think I saw it coming up until the final scene. Then I thought, like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. And then he disappeared, and then Bucky disintegrated, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any other ones? I think I, I got them all. Okay. So here's an interesting question. If you guys could change one thing about the MCU, what would it be? I've mentioned this before, but no Doctor Strange movie. That's a, that's a very... Con- like good one I like that yeah I like that too um, mine is villains mean? just the villains Vil- the villains as a whole um, I, lo- I love villains. Loki but like beyond <laughs> beyond like the the basic structure of them I guess they have a tendency to have a plot where the character's villain is basically just the opposite of the hero yeah, that of the was, movie that was the one thing I hated in Black Panther because I felt like they moved on past that and then they had it again yeah and I think it worked in Iron Man because I I, th- I think it worked with the story, but then you like you see it again in Doctor Strange, you see it again in Ant Man, you see it again in Black Panther. You didn't see it really in Doctor Strange. Yeah, you do. I mean, he's sort of just another wizard. He's he's just a wizard. Like nobody cares about him. I guess that's fair. Well, the movie should, shouldn't exist in general. And Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if we ca- we count that. Yeah, I yeah. like that movie. So. <laughs> yeah, but they all they all have the opposite thing and. Then oh, I know you're gonna disagree Ant-Man. with this one, but the Mandarin. No, yeah, I do disagree. Like, well, the, I mean, I, in, wouldn't, in, I wouldn't care go, if they changed like it. I just, the, it just didn't bother. Me. Going into that movie, like, and I guess the first Iron Man movie too, the Mandarin in my head is like the Iron Man villain. Yeah, yeah, that's and fine. that never happened for me. And, and I was just, really upset about that. I, they they could have totally removed that plot line from Iron Man three, and it still would have worked well, and reserved the Mandarin for like a really cool villain with his proper yeah. alien superpowers. And then when yeah. they finally said when they said Mandarin in Iron Man three, I was like, oh my god, it's finally happening! They're finally bringing in Iron Man's villain. And nope. 
I don't know. I just think that movie's really funny, and it was a good. Yeah, there's definitely but a lot of good things in Iron Man three, but I the think Mandarin, it could have worked with a different villain. Mandarin could have been yeah. completely taken out, and the movie would have been just better off. Yeah. Actually, I That's would have fine. been happier if it, no. I was gonna say Doom, but I I really want Doom. <laughs> Doom yeah, Doom is Doom is the other big and then, like, Marvel villain. More with this is more with villains, but like <laughs> you know, Crossbones and. Oh Ul- yeah, they did him dirty. And Ulysses Claw and Zola and they, even Yondu, I think all could have been like. They have this thing guys. I noticed where they like to do little small villains yeah. at the beginning of movies to show them teaming up to take them out before moving on to the major villain. They did that in Avengers Two with the Hydra base in um, Civil War with Crossbones. Yeah, yeah. They have this thing of like give them a little villain to like get everyone and, excited and, and then move Soldier on to the movie. With, uh, Batrock the yeah, Leaper. I was fine. Yeah. With, I was fine with Batrock the Leaper because cares he, because him. he's. I mean, his thing from the comics is he jumps. Like, I'm and fine. He jumped with, very well. And I'm fine with him Show being him a respect. throwaway character. But Crossbones is like a pretty big character in the comics. He's the one that kills Cap. Yeah. Cap yeah. They originally wanted Abomination to be the throwaway villain in Avengers Two instead of whatever Sokovia Hydra was. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah that that would have been really cool. I would have loved that. <laughs> I would love the Abomination. He's so cool. My my change is just super selfish and it doesn't really make much sense but I would say please don't kill Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther no that's fair I want him in more movies <laughs> I think he would have been a great like almost like Loki is in the dark world in yeah. Black Panther mm-hmm. 2 like mm-hmm. in prison oh, great you have to help yeah. me out now it thematically makes a lot of sense and for the character it makes sense that he would prefer to die than be in a prisoner mm-hmm. yeah it's like the main thematic crux of that movie yeah. so I completely understand why they did it I just wish that they didn't kill Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, but you're in love with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's my thing. Going off of that, the one question that I had... Oh, recast one character from the MCU. I said that they should have made Michael B. Jordan Falcon. Because I think that really? if that were the case... I mean, I, I like Anthony Mackie as him. I think he's great. But if Michael B. Jordan was Falcon, then he would 100% become Captain America when Steve dies. That's fair. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that because I don't think Anthony, Anthony Mackie or Sebastian that. Stan yeah. have the star power. Or... I think Sebastian Stan can. I think. He has a huge fan base. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, and he also, you know, tried out for Cap. Yeah. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. But so I think, yeah, I think Michael B. Jordan as the Falcon would give him a lot more opportunities to play the character and mm-hmm. then you would have definitely seen him more integrated into the future of Captain America. Yeah. Right. That's I'm, selfish. <laughs> I'm kind of covering two characters, but for the same reason. I While I love both of their characters, I think that Black Widow and Hulk are too much just Ruffalo and Johansson and not enough of their comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Like I love the characters, but to me, they don't say Bruce Banner and Black Widow. They say Mark Ruffalo and Scarlett yeah, Johansson. Br- Bruce isn't tortured enough. So yeah. who, would, who would you put in the roles I, instead? I didn't do that. <laughs> You didn't follow the instructions. There were no instructions. It just said recast. Yeah. Well, I meant (laughs) recasting is putting... Fine. I want Marvel to do the job (laughs) of recasting. Okay, fine. What is is the person that you... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. ...want to throw under the bus and not offer a solution? I would... Of all the love interests, I would have gotten rid of so many of the love interests before Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, because... Well... Yes. Yeah, but I don't... Although that's not her fault. Wait, no. Isn't it? Yeah, I changed my mind. It's it's (laughs) Natalie Portman. For sure, because I... She is a fantastic lo- actress, though. But, but I love Jane Foster, and she's it's, not Jane Foster, isn't she? Yeah, she I mean, is. she's not. That's not what I meant. Like, she isn't. Oh no, yeah, like, she's yeah, literally no, Jane yeah, Foster. N- N- Natalie Portman. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. 
hating on the female representation in Marvel. That was well, another, I, that was another problem with Doctor <laughs> Strange. Another weird love interest we never saw yeah, again. Yeah, she definitely should have had more because also Rachel McAdams is a fantastic actress. Yes, it's so weird that they keep doing this. Let's move on to what is the one villain that you want to see the Avengers fight? Mm. Doctor, I'm mm. guessing Doctor Doom for you. Uh, or Galactus. I was I was not nah, Galactus. I was crossed between two: Doctor Doom and Kang the Conqueror. Ooh. Interesting. I, I really want him. Isn't he like a time traveler? He's a yeah. yeah, he's a time traveler. I really want the next big villain for the Avengers to be like born and raised on Earth. I want them to have to fight against like one of their own. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mine are the Zodiacs. Oh. Um, really? I like that. Yeah, I just think that they would look cool on screen and after it would reading be... Dan Slott's run on yeah, Spider Man. I don't know if I ever finished it. But, yeah, I, I think that w- those characters, they're all – it would be fun to have, like, a team of characters that have personalities. Yeah, yeah. You'd be able to cast a lot more kind of interesting actors in mm-hmm. the roles. And I think it would be fun to kind of have them parallel event- different teams, like, different c- characters on the Avengers yeah, squad. Yeah, I would like that, too. And it would look cool, like a giant lion and mm-hmm. – I don't know. And you said Doctor Doom? He, to me, he's always been, like, the Marvel villain. Yeah. yeah, and I'd also it. like to see the scrolls, but that's not happening now, which is a shame. it might, you know, it's they not, they they it's talk. Not, it will, it's oh, not. I don't think this it could will. be it's that not. could be a nice faction of scrolls. I think I think if anybody is going to be the next villain, it's going to be Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. I've like, always, I've been saying that with the Fox acquisition, X Men are my favorite comic book characters hands down, but it's going to be really hard to weave them back into it. Fantastic Four, they can easily put throw back. Oh into yeah, it. yeah. Oh, we're in the negative zone. Yeah, um, I I was saying to Diego this week, I. I think I was saying to you this week. Um, I think that they can just show like some throwaway scene in Endgame of an explosion in space and some astronauts out there. I think they could do that. I would not really like that. I would. I, love that. I, I, I would I like want, that as a post credit scene, not yeah. as some weird cameo in the background. I want. I want Avengers Endgame okay, to be post-credit. very focused. Okay. How about a post credit scene? Completing the stories. Of Are you okay with the, the post credit scene of that? <laughs> I said. I said I'd be okay. Okay. Then that's what I want. But. I, I, I prefer alternate versions, but it's fine. Who should be on the Avengers that is currently n- not on the team? Mm. Oh, but somebody? but in, in the MCU? Yeah, so somebody that's in the MCU but oh. is not. Oh, no, no, just anybody. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. I chose Ms. Marvel. Uh, like okay. the recent one? Yeah, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. Okay. Uh, I think she's exactly what, what I, I want to see in Marvel. She would bring young blood to the team which yeah. other than Peter and maybe Shuri I don't know there's not really anybody young in in the movie in the movies and it would also set up for another female led movie which would be great mm-hmm. uh, adding like some more diversity to the universe which would also be really great and I, I something that I really like about her character is that she's also super religious mm-hmm. and I, I'm not religious but I, I would like to see some sort of I think it would be interesting to see a religious character in the MCU. Yeah. A fun facet I always found about her character was that she's like named herself the protector of New Jersey. Yeah. All of the heroes are in New Jersey, just across, I mean, all of the heroes are in New York, just yeah. across the river. Yeah. And they only care about like Manhattan. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to protect New Jersey. And she's are literally you, are you from New Jersey? No, I'm from LA. And yeah, she's okay. literally only on the edge of New, New Jersey, Jersey and only hole. protects one city in <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey can. can it, it's fine. They don't. They don't. They don't <laughs> need a superhero. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really like her. 
yeah, mine is I want Cloak and Dagger to be on the team. Ooh, that I was that I almost picked Cloak and Dagger. I think they bring a really cool dynamic, and I think it would be cool if there was a teleporter, so that mm-hmm. that would just logistically that would clear up a lot of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, and I think their characters are really cool. I mm-hmm. really like what they're doing. Have you either of you seen the TV show? I haven't. I no. kind of forgot that it came out, and they're like two of my favorite characters, and I hate myself. Yeah, for it. <laughs> I I like it quite a bit. It's pretty interesting, but there it's it's got that problem where TV shows have to come up with reasons for the characters to not use their powers so that they don't have to spend the money to use the so powers. Much. Yeah. Um. So I just wish they were. I think those characters are really cool, and they should be given a, a big screen thing. Pick one director to direct oh, the cool. Avengers. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I went with Namor. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't oh, we didn't ask you. Yeah. I almost put him too. Because he's a classic, and they tease him at the end, and not the end. Sometime in Iron Man two, when there's the board behind Nick Fury, there's like these different markers of potential Avengers. One, one of them's the in ocean. Wakanda, and one of them's just in the middle of the ocean. And he's just such a classic Marvel book character. Yeah. Marvel character. Yeah. And he can be the next fish out of water after Thor. Mm-hmm. Literally. Okay. Wow, that was nice. Thank you. I think I'm going <laughs> to cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I almost put Namor, too. I don't know too much about him. Like, I wonder how weird that would There's a really great series out about him Aquaman. right now I can give you. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it yeah, to you. Invaders. You. Oh, cool. Look it up. So, Ian, pick one director to direct the Avengers other than Joss Whedon, and why? Uh, I chose the Russos. It's a it's a big cop That's out. Lame. It's a big that cop, a cop out, but out. but I think my reason's pretty good. I would like to see their whole vision of the Avengers completed after seeing what okay. they did in Infinity War and how they handled that many characters. I would like to see them go back and like, I would I, I just want to see their whole vision for all of it. Okay, that's fair. How about you, Diego? I don't know how to say his name. I want to say Steven Soderbergh. Oh. Interesting. I thought about this. I wonder if it's for the same reason. Go ahead. I thought I love oceans. I love yep. him. And that's an it's I think the most important thing in the next Avengers is the the ability to handle an ensemble and looking at Whedon mm-hmm. versus the Russo brothers really prove that and I think that's why he mm-hmm. obviously can handle an ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Good. I I chose Catherine Bigelow. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Hurt Locker, right? Yep. Yeah. And the reason I chose her is because uh she she knows how to kind of handle these very like blockbustery movies that also kind of have a, a lot of weight to them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that the Avengers kind of needs that or could use that I think I, I also think that it, it would be a great thing for a woman to direct yeah, an Avengers yeah, film would. I was trying to, but, I almost put her God. yeah but um, I think that the Hurt Locker is incredible at being kind of action and then also just really understanding these characters mm-hmm. and she's already worked with Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie in that but she also knows how to have like make fun movies because she did something like Point Break. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think she would make a very interesting Avengers movie. Yeah, I had a joke answer for this one at first. That was Michael ju- Bay. No, it was just all of the directors of the Phase One movies. <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> yeah, that no. would be awesome and awful. I was like, they all know how, they all know how to handle the characters, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Diego, pick one TV character to show up in Endgame, and who is that? Oh, in Endgame, I thought it would just be in the MCU. But I guess the only the one only one I could really technically they are in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Ghost Rider. All the others feel a little uh, too underwhelming. It'd just be another what the hell is Black Widow gonna do? And yeah. I feel like Ghost <laughs> Ghost Rider was done a disservice by being put in the uh in the um Agents of Shield. Yeah. yeah. And another one, p- character I feel like that was Mockingbird. 
yeah. or Bobby Morris. She's an yeah. Avenger, and she's just kind of like this weird side shield agent in Agents of Shield, and I don't like that. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Ian? Yeah, so I wrote down an answer, and then in parentheses, if if Diego doesn't say it, say Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I said Quake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I I have that. Yeah. As well. I think it I would have... be so cool to see her with the MCU. You know, get that like CGI power boost. Yeah. And I think she could do some great damage in there. Yeah. The main reason I want Quake is I think that that would be a very nice. Um, acknowledgement to Agents of Shield. Yeah, and I, they, it would also acknowledge the Inhumans. They, there's just been this. <laughs> I feel like after Winter Soldier, they kind of stopped acknowledging things. Like there's an Inhuman crisis. All these power people running about, and the Avengers just like do 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 do. Nothing's happening. I just I just think that that show has done a lot for making mm-hmm. the world feel larger than the movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's sort of unfair that it's not acknowledged by the mm-hmm. movies. And I think having Quake even as in a tiny thing would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Since you put Quake though, I'll I'll say I just want Daredevil in it because mm-hmm. I think he's a great character yeah. and I love the actor that plays him. I so. feel, I guess I feel of of the Netflix characters, he's the mo he's the biggest Marvel character, so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Danny Rand could do the most damage, but don't put him in anything. <laughs> that guy is, <laughs> yeah, poor I, guy. <laughs> I, Jessica Jones is my favorite, but I'm like, what? She's gonna have a bad attitude and punch things. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> a, like the Avengers have somebody who can do each of her skills better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So if there is going to be a surprise cameo or a character in Endgame that we don't know of yet, so like mm. Valkyrie doesn't count. Um, who will that be? I don't who know. Do if, you want it to be if this feels like a surprise, but either the revival of Coulson or Quicksilver. I feel like. We expect kind of one of them maybe to come back. I also have Quicksilver. Mm. So I think one of them is going to come back. Also, Loki's going to come back for sure. I I really want um, Scarlet Witch to have to deal with like a Quicksilver that is brought back by yeah. Thanos. Oh, that would be out. the worst. Her boyfriend is weird because he was resurrected and her twin brother's weird because he was resurrected. Yeah. yeah I, 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 what yeah, I really she... want is for Thanos to resurrect a large portion of the villains. <sighs> from the MCU and use them oh, in a I final fight. I think about that. So instead of doing just another mindless, like, you know, dogs fight or something, I want, like, Tony to have to fight Ironmonger. I want, like... What, no, what if he brings back the disintegrated characters? So Captain America has to fight Bucky oh, Barnes. Iron Man has so to fight Spider-Man. Oh, man. That would be brutal. I want to see that so That bad. would be so sick. Well, actually, they'd lose, oh, though. Dude, they, all the powerful chills. characters would disintegrate. Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. But they've got Captain Marvel now. And Thor. That's fair. But <laughs> they don't... Oh, I guess they have Wong to fight Doctor Strange, maybe. Um, yeah. Is Wong going to be in this movie? I don't know. They, 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 he was in a poster. Okay. Was he? Well, he was in, like, one Spoilers. of the individual character posters, not the, not okay. the ensemble poster. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you chose the same. I chose Quicksilver, yeah. Uh, I'm very proud of my choice. Adam Warlock. They said no. Okay, well, I said. <laughs> Hear that, Ian? Your choice is stupid. Well, they said no to so many things that they've done, you know? No, it's not an, It's not Endgame, guys. We promise the title's not Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, yeah, like that. They it's um, they pretty, They very much said, like, this is a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 thing. Yeah. But I, I think it would make sense because Adam Warlock is so connected with all the Infinity Stones. He's connected to the Soul Stone, and he had nothing to do with anything going on there. But, but he exists already, and... I, I think that he would be a great person to, I don't know, take the stones at the end of Endgame and be in charge of them. That's uh, fair. I just I don't want them introducing any new characters. They in cannot this afford movie. to do that. 
I just I just want it to be so about the So this question characters. is stupid. Well, no. This no, is a surprise. We brought, we, we, we brought back Quicksilver. Old characters. Yeah. You're wrong, Ian. Okay. <laughs> the answer is false. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap up this conversation with assembling our team of five Avengers. So we, you can only pick from the MCU. Who are your five characters, Ian? Yeah. You don't have to justify them or anything unless you want to. I, I will justify them a little bit. Okay. Uh, so I chose Spidey. Wrong. Mo- <laughs> mostly just because I, I love Spider-Man so much. Um, Captain America, Thor, Doctor Strange, and leading them is Black Panther. Interesting. Wow. You did not pick Captain Marvel? No. I, I mimicked a lot of... What, what 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 the team what the team is in the comics right now? That's fair. Oh, very original. <laughs> um, but I, except I subbed in Spidey. Okay. Um, but I I think he would be really uh, like the tension breaker of the group. Yeah. And Black Panther is a great leader. You throw Captain America into any team, he's going to be a great soldier. Thor is the big powerhouse of the group, I'd say, besides Doctor Strange. And I, I put Doctor Strange in there just as another mystic kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you, Diego. So I took a sort of cerebral approach to this, like divided it up into five roles and like who could fill the role the best. So for tech, I have Smarty. <laughs> I have Shuri. So because you have all that Wakandan oh. stuff, and you don't have to mm. deal with Tony Stark. Yeah. And then so for like powerhouse, I was choosing between like Doctor Strange or Scarlet Witch for like powers, powers, and I chose Doctor Strange because. Mm. That was an awesome fight on Titan. Uh, Captain America, he was just kind of an automatic to be the leader. Um, then Vision and Thor as like the secondary powerhouses because they're both strong and can do other things. Yeah, so mine mine's pretty similar to yours, but I just went pure power. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have Captain America to lead them because I think every team needs a leader. You know, mm-hmm. even Justice League has Bruce Banner, or I mean Bruce Wayne, even though Batman does nothing. <laughs> but... Why do you need Batman if you have Superman? But fine, I want Captain America. So, and then I also have Scarlet Witch, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and the Hulk. Oh wow! So, I'm just gonna punch and mysticize everything. Yeah, that's that's in my way. Good luck to Captain America leading that team. (laughs) I just my team is very. My team would make a boring movie. Other than Shuri, they don't have all that much personality. Yeah, yeah. But okay, do we have anything else you want to say? Uh, I'm excited for Endgame. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait. Ian seeing it the night before me, and I told him I don't want to see you on so, Friday. So Monty, yeah, yeah we're I don't want to see either of you on Friday. Don't show me your faces. <laughs> just, just leave. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're seeing it on Thursday at 10 p.m. and it is a three-hour. So movie. I'm I'm watching it on Friday with some friends, and they got seats like up towards the front because that's where they could all get them together. Same. There was one seat up back, and I'm like. I can't watch it with you guys. I have to get a better view of this movie. I'm sorry. And I'm watching it <laughs> oh like... Oh, my God. You yeah. learned nothing from I imagine my friends again. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, yeah. I, th- I think we're all just ridiculously excited about this. And hopefully, it, hopefully it's cool. So this has been our discussion of the MCU and the first three Avengers films. Sorry we went very, very long. Uh, Diego, thank you so much for joining us this week. And we hope that you can, you know, we can have you on again soon. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug? No. Do you have Twitter or anything? Um, I don't really want people following me. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to this. It's fine. <laughs> so, Ian, if listeners that I guess don't exist would like to follow you online, where can they find you? Yeah, you can follow me at Anderson on Twitter. The O is a zero. 
Nice. Creative. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at mgroll9. And you can always reach out to us at our email, moviemarathonerspod at gmail.com. You can find more episodes of this podcast on Podbean at moviemarathoners.podbean.com. You should be able to see some new updates to that site <laughs> recently. Let us know what you think. Uh, and we're also on iTunes and Google Play. Feel free to subscribe or write a review if you like what we're doing. And any feedback you have to help improve the podcast is always appreciated. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week where we run through Avengers Endgame. Until then, bye. 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 You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes.